So anyway, I found out this week that there's a series of porn films called Anal Invasion. Alright, so, Anal Invasion, despite what it sounds like, isn't anything to do with anyone invading an anus. Um, not in like, not in like a diplomatic sense. More in like, uh, if someone really loved someone, they wanted to show that love, and they'd shown it in as many ways as their imagination could come up with before referring to the anus as a whole for love or copulation. Not really copulation. Can't really... Well, invasion indicates something that one party is not entirely keen on. See, now that's what I thought when I first clicked on it. And I did click with trepidation. I didn't click as if I was, Mm. you know, trying to sully my web history with ideas of anal sodomy. No, I clicked merely as a person exploring the possibility that someone's arse had become some sort of diplomatic property and been invaded, much like... The Falklands. And the two guys in the thumbnail look really hot to you. It wasn't that kind of porn, so you had to download it first, so it wasn't a thumbnail. Oh. So it was the kind of thing where you have to really invest at least 10 oh. minutes of your time. He didn't also, like one guy. On another guy. Yeah. No, it was, it was a dude and a girl. But it was, you know, when she put the strap on, on I, I knew that something was going to happen. I just didn't know quite what. So anyway, and... So that's how you're introing... And what are we what are we doing here? What is this? What's what's happening? I don't know. Tell us tell us what's what are we listening to? What are people We're not listening to anything? What have people downloaded? Or what have they got on their their audio device right now? I don't know. Apparently I don't know if this is true because I can't find any backing up for it. I've only seen an image. Okay. But apparently Donald Trump and um uh, Mike Mike I'm totally innocent, honest Pence, um have releasing a big league loot box that you can subscribe to. You can get Mike. You can get Donald Trump and Mike Pence memorabilia sent really? to you every month. Every single month. Now, yeah. pitch me a box. Tell I don't know how much they are yet. I don't you know, don't know what how they are. It. I mean, who knows what the price is? Will man. they make America great again? Probably. You'll probably get at least one of those bloody baseball caps in there. I'm sure. Will I get a brick for which to send back to Donald Trump for him to build that damn wall? Yeah, he needs them. He needs he those needs bricks because. God knows he's not in a deficit anymore than he was when he initially began only 110 days ago. He's doing great. He's the only one who's got any guts. I like the fact that he speaks his mind, even though his mind is riddled with AIDS. Yeah, dementia. Dementia. I like (laughs) all those clips where it's like he just sort of wanders off from someone when they're waiting to shake his hand at the end of the thing. He's got no idea what's going on. It's either either he's trying to do it as a show of power, but he's a very old, old man Hmm. who can't really show much power. Or he genuinely is lost and confused. Yeah. I want him to do his power handshake, but the person just, like, doesn't move. Did you see he tried to do it the other day? Yeah. Was it the French? Macron. Macron. And, oh. He just pulled it back straight away. I just want him to not move. I just want him to He's a 70-year-old man. That's the thing. I don't think anyone goes in and gives him a proper handshake. I think Macron's the only person who's gone in and gone, well, you see, you, you, you do not understand climate change. Or why do I understand your simple idea of a handshake? No, this is a French handshake. Can be too much. Just wrench his arm off, dislocate yeah. it. He's so old. This is the thing I don't understand about Donald Trump. Is everybody says, "Oh, he speaks his mind." So does Nan. But <laughs> we tell her to shut up because she keeps saying racist shit from fucking fifty years ago. I just saw someone made a point the other day. He's not the oldest president. Ronald Reagan was older when he ended his term. Like, yeah, when he ended his term. Yeah, it's like years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at. Okay, so here's here's my here's here's my big argument. For America versus any other civilised country where people have more than five IQ points between mm. them. 
So take America and its closest relative in terms of kind and nature and everything else, and, and location, Canada. Yeah, I wouldn't say in kind and... Well, let's, let's Canada's just... Canada's a better place, let's yeah, face well, it. Of course. <laughs> Mostly. Let's compare the two, two countries, right? So, for the most part, Canada, shootings are very much lower. Mm. Murders, lower. Yeah. You know, less drug issues. Yeah. You know, there's, uh, they haven't been in a war <sighs> for quite a while. Um, and also, they have one of the sexiest leaders going right now. Mm. That, Justin Trudeau. Yeah, he's, everyone keeps falling over, but he's still not that great. In terms of presidential prowess, or...? No, he's still a bit right-wing. Oh, yeah, no, he's yeah. still a bit right-wing, but yeah. he's he's very much aware that there is a community, like the LGBT+. Plus he's heard about him. Yeah, he's heard about him. Donald he's... Trump loves him, he held that flag up once. But no, Justin Trudeau, he, he, has, he has said that he's for... Nobody he's... loves gay people more than Donald Trump. Look, right, Donald Trump may have paid his fair amount of money to ride on that same plane that Bill Clinton was accused of riding on with all those people that had sex with small children from foreign countries who were like 12 and he may or may not, you know, have done so without security details. So there's no real recollection other than the man who owned the plane who used to take people on those little kitty fiddling trips. You know, whatever you want to say about Donald Trump fucking children, he definitely fucks children. What I'm saying is, I don't think that he has forced himself on a child recently. Yeah, at least in the last... Like, at least in the last day. Least, let's yeah. say. This 10 is, days. Yeah. Let's, no, let's let's be generous. 13 days. I mean, the last 10 days he's been out of the country, so he's not seen his son. Uh-oh. So, whose reviews first this week? You know what's most interesting about Donald Trump? I've never heard anyone so openly admit that they've raped their daughter. Anyway, your review first this week, Oh, by the way, this is Critapocalypse. Is it? Oh. <laughs> this is episode 64? Maybe. I think it's episode 64. Might be 65. The Nintendo Power Hour. Mm. Anyway, so this is Crystal Apocalypse episode 64. Normally we don't start off so politically uh, inclined. It's episode 66. It's episode 66. Sorry, I was going back in time. Topical. Anyway, back to... back to uh, We review things. We review stuff and things we do. Uh, back to Donald Trump butt-fucking his, his children. Hey, did you know a Serbian film had to be based on something... Mm. Little did we know that it was Donald Trump's early life. It's a good film. Yeah. Donald Trump thinks so. Yeah. Yeah. He accidentally signed a copy once thinking someone wanted his autograph. <laughs> they just held it in front of him and he just went, oh god, yeah, no. <laughs> good movie. Um, <laughs> you know, allegedly. Um, oh god, there are some people. Some people, they just they exist in this world. You know when they reek of evil. Yeah, some people do exist in this world. Yeah, some people exist in this world. But no, you know when they just they reek of pure evil? Hmm. And then those people go to a voting booth and they vote for Donald Trump because they know that, you know, he's he's good people. He speaks his mind. He slaps his daughter's ass on live TV and says he'd fuck her if he wasn't related to her. Yeah. And then he'll get divorced. That's normal. He'll get divorced and then take his next wife's name so then he's not technically named art like his he's not related to her anymore he'll change the law so like if you're not the same last name you aren't related anymore yeah. and he'll fuck his daughter if there's at least 16 years between you and the age of your daughter he probably would make it legal yeah it's, I mean it's essentially like you do different families at that point yeah ugh you done talking about incest do you think he has to pay a lot of money to fuck little boys, or do you think it's just given to him gratis now that he's pregnant? I think when you get to a certain point, they just get him. They just get him for you. Yeah. They just, that little boy's gone missing. Mm. 
Do you think he's do you think he's gone anywhere and he's been like finger guns and actually that means secret service grab that kid for me. Yeah, finger banging. Yeah. Finger banging. With my penis. Hmm. <laughs> Gonna penis bang him. Oh. That doesn't sound as nice, does it? So hey, he's dragged on this for eight minutes now. He's just Talking about Donald Trump butt fucking kids. Yeah. So Donald Trump butt fucking kids power hour. Yeah. How many kids do you think Donald Trump's butt fucked? Today? <laughs> no, this week. Oh. Well, he's been in America, he's only in Europe, he's only just got back. Well, he's been in Europe, and according to Donald Trump... They're a good band. Yeah, a good band. Yeah. So that means that he's at least fucked a child in every place in Europe he's been. Nice. How many kids do you think he fucked in Russia? Do you think Putin was like, nah, I'm not, I don't want that in my country? Because that's technically gay, and we can hang you for that. Maybe, I don't know. Did he go to Russia this trip? He went to Russia. He's been to Russia before. Really? Yeah, there was well, a, yeah. Yeah, there was, a, there was an issue that he went there and he forgot his swimming trunks, so a bunch of people pissed on his underwear for him whilst he was wearing them. Yeah. And then he covered himself in it and he was like, now I can wear my trunks in the pool because I don't need to worry about my clothes going yellow because they've now given me their blessing. The Russian blessing. Yeah. The Russian pissoir. That's what they call it. It's nine minutes now. Yeah. Donald Trump sucks dicks. <sighs> Donald Trump just sucks all the dicks. That's why his face looks like that. You know how it looks almost like it's dehydrated, but also overly hydrated at the same time? That's what happens when you have no, too much... No, he just much... drinks a lot of sunny dick. No, too much zinc is what's done that. Too much zinc. Too much zinc. Yeah. You know, he's been getting zinc all over his face, in his eyes, in his mouth. Sometimes he swallows it, sometimes he just lets it dribble down his chin, and it's just going everywhere... And now he's got that weird, wrinkly moisture face. All right. You done? Barack Obama didn't fuck kids. No, he was a bit boring, wasn't he? He was also, apparently, he was born in, in Africa. According to who? According to old Donny Trump. Ah. Old Captain Don Don. You see, you're mocking him, but we've got an unelected person as our prime <laughs> minister. Who's just gone... <laughs> We've got That's someone general election. Yeah, we've got and someone scared of the whole idea. We have someone who is unwilling to politically debate, despite the fact that America just saw someone with zero IQ debating and somehow won an election. And she's scared to debate because she's, you know, probably got minus IQ, and she's up against someone who, for the most part, I would say is actually a good. I'm, I'm looking forward to that TV debate because they're sending yeah. someone else in, aren't they? Yeah. Like representative. So the whole show is just going to be on national TV. Jeremy Corbyn, go. Why isn't Theresa here to answer? Yeah. Jeremy Corbyn to me is an electable guy, hmm. but everybody else keeps saying he's unelectable. My parents don't want to vote for him because he's he apparently he's ugly. That's that. If that's the only argument, I'd rather fuck Jeremy Corbyn than Theresa May. I'm honestly, it would be hard for me to get up in front of that crow-faced woman, but at least he could speak to me about how impassioned he is about the people, and then I just slide it in. Just need youngsters to vote. Well, all, man. They apparently are. It's fifty-seven percent, fifty-seven points ahead in the yeah. under fifties, isn't it, or something like that? Because because he does give a shit. Like mm-hmm. Theresa May would bomb ninety million people in another country and not mm-hmm. lose a night's sleep. Yeah. Jeremy Corbyn would make that decision, and it would hang so heavy on his heart. It would affect everything else he decides to do in his career. He would be the kind of politician that if he failed his people, he would be upset and broken by it. Theresa May would just be a few grand out of pocket. Yeah. That's the difference between an impassioned politician and a politician who is out to make money. Her husband owns fucking stake in Amazon. (laughs) Billions of pounds. Oh, so they're not going to close that tax loophole up then? No. 
Of course no. they're not. She's already said she's not going to. She's going to tax the mass population, which is fucking ridiculous. Because if you already know there's a corrupt system available, don't go, oh, we're fine with the corruption because that's just kind of how life goes. People are, people are thinking about voting Tory despite the fact that they know that 40 politicians are under investigation for fraud. Voting fraud. Mm. And fucking hell. What the fuck is wrong with everyone? You're done yet. Yeah, people are scum. You're all cunts. Fuck you. Love you guys. All right, your turn. First review. Follow that one up. Well, I don't know what I'm going to review. Um, no. Donald Trump. No. no. He licks little boy's peens. <laughs> and butts. He licks beans and butts. Okay. Ah, he has peens and butts on toast. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you laughed at that. You don't feel good about that, do you? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> you were so upset with yourself. Things. Supposed to be reviewing things. Don't be upset with yourself for laughing at that. Supposed to be reviewing things. Okay, peens and butts on toast. Wasting... Okay, Thompson. fine. Right. Um, poops. Right. Um, I hastily downloaded a game yesterday. What game? Play Transformers Fight the Future. Fight something. Robots in your eyes. Fight the Future. Not Robots the future. eat some pies. Uh, I'll get the name up on the things down the bottom. There's a Transformers mobile game out. Yep. Where your characters fight. I've seen it. It's a fighting game. It's one. a bit like... Every other fighting game on mobile. Yeah, games. yeah, you tap things, you swipe things. It's like that Injustice game. Just like Infustice. Um, so it's a mobile phone game. It is. Yeah. Free to play one. Yep. So you know exactly how this goes. Yeah. There's energy every time you move around this map. It happens every time you move. Like it doesn't, you don't drain energy whenever you go into a fight. It just happens when you move from one place to the next. All oh, right. So wait, do you still drain energy when you fight though? No, um, I think you lose like one at a time. I think it's the way it's built. I reckon if you were to just keep churning through the story without replaying it and leveling up, you would eventually get to the point where you can't finish the chapters of the story without having enough energy to get through it. Oh, really? I think that's what's coming. Because it seems to be like the last one I did, I was only like six left by the time I got to the end of it. And that's only like a couple of stages through. That's not great, is it? Um, But yeah, it's one of those ones. You get loot boxes, you get random Transformers. They're from different Transformer generations and stuff. That's kind of cool. Like Michael Bay ones and all that. Who's your favourite Michael Bay Transformer? None of them. Oh, shit. You don't like any of them? They all look fucking bollocks. What about the the racist ones? Oh, what's... What are they called? Mudflaps and Skids. No, no, no. Scumbag and Robber. It was Mudflap and Skids. Black guy and Mexican guy. Yeah. But um, they got rid of them. Never mentioned again. You know why? Because they were racist. Because they were so fucking racist, it's unbelievable. But you know what they replaced them with? I am a samurai. Oh, yeah. I am... No, they took two uh, more films before they replaced them with the samurai. Did they? Guy. Yeah. But um, Ken Watanabe is a hero, and... They will sell out. Fuck you, Michael Bay. Yeah. No, because he probably turned to him and he went, he went I'm, I'm going to make this so that you are, uh, like, a, a very, you know, very regal character. But I also want to make you like an ancient samurai style character. So could you do one of those, one of those, um, you know, like, you know, just like the last samurai voice. Japanese like the last for samurai me, voice you did. Do you remember? That? Oh. Yeah. Oh. But Ken Watanabe doesn't remember what Japanese people sound like. He hasn't been back there for no, years. He has not been back. And the Japanese are constantly like, you know, we got more Japanese people, right? So it's nice seeing um, friggin' Beat Takeshi and Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. Nice change. Yeah. He was really good in a film I watched. He's uh, really good in every film he's in. He was in... Was it... Sonatine, Brother, friggin... That friggin... What was it? The one about the bell, can't remember what it was called. He friggin was... Um, Battle Royale. 
man. Mm. Freaking Battle Royale was one of those games. Yeah. He reminds me a lot Zatoichi. of... Zatoichi. Zatoichi is a great yeah. fucking film. Have you seen... There are free Zatoichi, newer, newer Zatoichi there's films? There's loads of Zatoichi films. It's I know, there's the, old black, and, make yeah, millions there's the old black and white ones, yeah. and then the newer colour ones that they've been released by Artificial Eye recently. And mm. um, There's three of those, and the 2004 one is incredible. It's the one on the front cover. It's got Zatoichi doing a sideways swipe. It's going in a circle, and it's almost like an up-down, angular shot. Mm. It's incredible. Yeah, that, that Transformers game anyway, whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, I've, I've played a million of these now. Yes, you have. They're all the same. Oh. There's the, the one thing that's a bit egregious in this one that annoys me, I don't like. Um, when you open Great your loot life. crates up, it actually plays like full-blown gambling website sound effects where there's cash money going... Ching, 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 ching. Like... You get the figure, it's like, king, 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 congratulations. Like, oh. like you just won on a one-armed bandit. Do you know what sound something? That's I a bit always... worrying for a kid's game. Do you know what sound I like to hear? The da-da-da-da-da-da-da! No, you mean da-da-da-da-da. That doesn't play in the game as far as I can tell. How is that never loading screen transition in a Transformers game? How many Transformers games have you, have you known that are good? Uh, two. Well, how many Transformers <laughs> games are there? Actually, three, maybe. Free maybe? Yeah, at Push there's been three good Transformers games. At Push? Yeah. You got Transformers Armada on PS2, which is yeah. undeniably fantastic. Um, that first Transformers one they did on PS3 uh, and Xbox, War for Cybertron. And then the second one, Fall, Fall of Cybertron, was pretty good. And then it just sort of went shit. There was um, that Dark of the Moon game, it wasn't Dark Side of the Moon or whatever it was, Dark of the Moon, where they had to tie into Michael Bay's Transformers and they just sort of sullied the entire timeline that they'd built up. I think I know the one you mean. Mm. But, um, yeah, if you've played any mobile phone fighting games like Injustice or Mortal Kombat or um, anything like that, this is it. There's more to it than that Power Rangers one. There's actually different modes and stuff and, you know, versus modes and all this sort of thing. Because that Power Rangers one is, like, worryingly sparse. But again, it's like a really cool concept they've wasted on a a mobile game. Mm-hmm. Like having Transformers in different universes fighting each other. That's that's a, that's a basis for a Marvel vs. Capcom game. But, you know. That's what we get now. It is. Mobile games. Anyway, Transformers, Bulls, whatever the game is called. I can't remember. Fight Mo- the Future, I think it is. Mobile phone games. Yeah. Or Forged to Fight. Forged to Fight. Yes, that's what it's called. But they weren't forged. They are, technically. They were created by the Quintessons to be slave robots. Um... And then the Decepticons broke free and started a war against the Quintessons, and the Autobots were like, hang on a sec, these Quintessons are a bit messed up and there's a big old revolution. Um, but they formed into two factions, the Autobots and Decepticons. They went to war because the Decepticons wanted to rule the planet with an iron fist, mm-hmm. and the Autobots were like, yo, peace, yo. Um, but the Decepticons developed the technology to transform into objects, which gave them a huge upper hand in the war. Yeah. And then the Autobots were like, we need to figure this shit out. So what you're saying is the Decepticons are the rightful winners of that war? They sort of like incited the rebellion, but um, it was two ideals, you know, different ideologies. Did they kill their owners then? Yeah, they just wiped the Quintessons out and run off the planet. But they they, they wiped them out together? They sort of attacked them. The Quintessons basically were like, screw this noise, and they left and went back to Quintessa, their home planet. Did they ever go... So they're the Transformers? Well, you need to watch Transformers the movie from 1986, the animated film, which will answer those questions, which were never posed because they retconned in the whole origin story thing later. Okay, so I won't need to watch that. You need to watch Transformers the movie. Well, no, but you just said I don't need to watch that. You need to watch Transformers the movie. Okay. 
Anyway, you review things. So I watched Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. No, I'm reviewing Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I watched Alien Covenant this week. No, you didn't. I did. Had Danny McBride in it, didn't it? And James Franco. And I thought for a second there was going to be some funny bits. There wasn't. Do you remember we did a little predictor bit? Did we? A few weeks ago where we spoke about what we thought might happen. You made a joke of it all. And I said rightly that I believe it would end with two people surviving. They're going on to the next planet, maybe or maybe not, in a perilous situation before they go to hypersleep. Yeah. Yeah, well, that exactly is what happened in the movie. So, there we go. Spoilers. Don't spoil the end of the film for people. Uh, Alright, so Alien Covenant follows on loosely from Prometheus. Prometheus was a film about Naomi Rapis looking for the reason that man is on the Earth. Turns out... It's aliens. Engineers made us. So, uh, yeah, so they went to the, uh, they went to the planet... They saw in a cave. In that planet, there were a bunch of pictures. They don't talk followed, about Prometheus. We don't care about Prometheus. They followed the pictures to uh, to a planet, and then it turned out the engineers were all dickheads. So uh, Naomi Rapis went, hey, Michael Fassbender, I'm going to take your head and your body, and we're going to go find those bastards. Do you want to come with me? And she was like, and he was like, yeah, okay. You didn't really have a choice. You just can't chuck him in the bag. I'm David. How are you doing? I'm so fine and German and fancy. And then they went across the universe. David fell in love with Naomi Rapis, it turns out, and they had no babies because neither of them can procreate anymore because she had a womb removed by a giant tentacle cyborg monster. He's a robot. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, then we get to Alien Covenant, in which we're introduced to a new crew on the Covenant. They're a bunch of couples. Do they find some alien eggs and then aliens happen? They're a bunch of couples... um, um, well, they're they're off to go and find a habitable planet. James Franco sadly dies in the first five seconds because that's his, never sad. Because his sleep chamber somehow f- malfunctions in a way that turns it into a fire chamber. Nice burns him alive. Awesome. As they're trying to save him, um, and then he gets cast out of space, leaving his lovely, lovely um, wife Daniels stuck behind to hang out with the rest of the dickheads. Did she get a first name? She does, I can't remember it. Anthony <laughs> Daniels. Anthony Daniels. <laughs> so, the Covenant's mission is they're going to a planet that's seven years away. Um, that planet is completely habitable. They've sent probes there. They've done all the tests they need How to do. How fast does this Covenant ship travel? It, it, goes, it goes at, like, spaceship speed. They have to be in hypersleep for those seven years. But because there was a malfunction, which caused James Franco's thing to turn into a fire chamber, they were all woken up. Yeah. So... Um, they discover that the signal they've been sent is from the Covenant ship. Mm. Not the Covenant ship. From Naomi Rapaces and David's ship. Yeah. Turns out they made it back to a Covenant planet. Not Covenant the planet. home world, but a planet. No, engineer planet. Engineer planet. Yeah, get your words right. Fuck's sake. So he made <laughs> it back to the engineer's planet and David bombed them all to shit with a black goo because he's a fucking prick, right? You didn't know why, did he? He just decided he was going to do it. Now, Amy Rapice was asleep at the time. She couldn't really argue. She was in hypersleep because she wasn't feeling too well and she was running out of food. Hmm. So David bombed shit out. A bunch of people fell in love with Amy Rapice. She didn't fall in love with him in the same way uh, and like he got really pissed off and they experimented on her. Oh, fair enough. Turned into an alien thing, didn't he? Sweet. She got this shit coming out the sides of her head and stuff. Nice. Um, her eyes are open as well, so... But anyway, so um, the the uh, the people of the Covenant decide that they're going to go explore the uh, the uh, the new planet that they've had the distress signal from, because uh, Doctor Manhattan is a dickhead and he believes in Jesus 
and he mm. thinks that Jesus sent them the signal so they should go down there. Um, what prick, right? Dice, don't worry, he gets face over. Nice. Comes out of his spine. That's normal. Comes out of his spine. Fair enough. Wait, is it his spine? Oh no, it comes out of his chest. It's like a traditional one on him. The other guy gets it from his spine. So there's, you know the black goo? Yeah. That shit got on plants. And when you're walking around, you see black goo, like spores. They're like, they're like oh look, it's wheat. I don't know, wheat grew in space. Like, yeah, of course it grows in space. Wheat grows anywhere. It's fucking wheat. <laughs> Who hasn't seen wheat everywhere before? So you go, oh look, this lovely wheat. Crunch. Turns out they accidentally just flew all the way around in a circle. And <laughs> yeah, they're on Earth again. They forgot about the orbit of the Earth and they just sort of like, sort of just come yeah. back up. Yeah. They just went, oh, okay, we're going to sling- Idaho. We're going to slingshot around the moon. All right, okay, we got it. Oh no, we're back on Earth. Yeah. But anyway, so he's like, "Oh look at this, look at this wheat." And then generic Navajo man, who's there for some reason, goes, "Goes, yeah, it's definitely wheat. I've seen wheat before, even though it's the size of a fucking fist." He's like, "Yeah, it's definitely wheat. This is definitely wheat I've seen before." To Ander, yeah. and the next thing he treads on something, he goes crunch. He's like, "Oh, I wonder what that was." Little does he know, black spores are inside these things that don't look anything like ground Earth. Imagine, imagine a thistle. Yeah. If a thistle exploded with quite quite a lot of force when you try on it. And it sends all these particles of the black goo into things and people get them in their ear and then a man, another man breathes one in. Do they just take their helmets off the moment they realise there's a breathing They don't out? actually wear helmets once. Oh, no. Because they the just shit... get off. Well, no, here's the thing. So this is the funny thing. So Dr. Manhattan says, have a little faith. The planet is clearly, you know... It's clearly hospitable because we've scanned it and we've seen it's hospitable. It's got, like, the right atmosphere and everything. There's no chance in hell that this is a coincidence. Something must be going on and it's our duty as space taxi people to go and visit this planet for some reason. Hmm. Um, and they fly down and they sort of, like, they're floating above it and it's like, well, there's a, there's an electrical storm going on around it. It's really unsafe to fly down. And he's like, I'm going to take a drop shit down. It's like, definitely shouldn't take a drop shit down. I'm going to... I think we, uh, I think I believe in Jesus enough to know when I'm being told I need to go visit Jesus down on the planet. So he goes down, and then aliens happen. Of course. The whole film, I spent angry. Really angry. So when James Franco dies, Look, I, after Alien Resurrection, right? You just you just have to accept Alien these films are just going to keep happening. Alien Resurrection is a curious and strange film. It is more like watching a French New Wave version of a horror movie than it is a horror movie, and people don't respect it enough for that. It's a really... French New Wave, really. What, like, like Truffaut and friggin' all yeah. that sort of stuff. It is, yeah. It's like, it's all experimental shots. There's a basketball point, there's a basketball point of view shot in the fucking film, and people don't give it any respect for that random shit. There's a dribble POV shot. Mm. Where the guy's like, oh, oh no, I got burned. Like they, they ask the question, does a cripple feel acid on his leg? And they're brave enough to send you an answer. No, no, of course not. <laughs> so, so that's besides the point. Sorry, back to Alien Covenant. So, uh, so yeah, uh, I, I was really angry watching this movie. It's not very good. It's an alien movie. Hmm. It's not even very good as a space movie. Like because, like you said, they should just wear spacesuits. They should should just wait for the electrical storm to die down. They should just do a million things other than go down to the planet. Yeah. Like, at one point, they even... When they're receiving the signal, it doesn't look like a human signal because it's using the Prometheus alien technology. So, you know when they're like... They go like... Do, 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 do. Let's have a look at this video. And they look up on the screen and it's just a bunch of static 
interweaving yeah. to make a picture. That's what they see, and they're like, well, it seems legit, let's go down. <laughs> Even though they know there's a planet they've been scanning for years, they know is completely ready for the humans to go and colonise. They've got they've got two thousand people frozen in the in the on the ship. Nice. And the ship looks like this massive cock. It's got two balls at the end, and there's a long shaft, and it's like a, a tip on the end, like an arrowhead. Yeah. Um, and it's all it is. It's it's hundreds of interchangeable parts linked together. So you've got the frozen people, and then all the chambers can be expanded out and developed. And they've got stuff like they've got enough. They say they've got enough resources on the ship to make three separate villages, like towns. No, that's right. And then start developing out. And then colonize the whole planet. And then have a war with each other. And then have a war with each other. But yeah. no, they've got all the stuff they need, and the planet's fine. There's water, there's land, there's and the guy goes, Right, so we've got this planet here that's just been discovered. Strange enough, it's it's eighty percent hospitable, whereas the one we're going to is at best seventy two percent. And that eight percent is enough for them to just go, Well, you know what? Let's do it. And because James Franco's pod went wrong because of the flash, they're like, oh, well, I don't really want to get back in my pod. Even though it was a freak accident and he was sick before he went in, there's like a hundred different questions you have to have about why that malfunctioned. But they don't ask any of those. They just go, all right, follow this dickhead then, I guess. I hope he doesn't get a chest burster. Oh, shit, he got a chest burster. Fuck you. Fuck you, Dr. Manhattan. Um, it's just not a good film. Ridley Scott's sort of lost his shit, hasn't he? He's lost his mind a little bit. Yeah, a little. He just wants to make Aliens films now, doesn't he? Yeah, he's banked on Prometheus, and then he's been like, well, I'm not willing to admit that was a bad investment, and he's banked on this, and now this is like, well, we're still about five years away from an alien if they make these every year, so I guess we're going to be stuck with this for now. Um, a few years ago, my friend said that it'd be a more interesting alien film if people were just on a spaceship somehow a few cha- a few facehuggers go on board and instead of them having weapons and stuff it would be like this like a farming planet and they would have to eventually the facehugger would get someone but if you start from the beginning them seeing the facehuggers on the cameras and then trying to shut down parts of the ship to keep them away from the crew hmm. and then the crew banding together to try and fight back then finally one of them does get a facehugger but they've taken out all the others so the final facehugger gets someone and it's them using farming tools and equipment to try and fight back against an alien. That'd be fucking incredible, wouldn't it? Can you imagine that? Like, people with, like, laser cutters and stuff. A bit like Dead Space, essentially. Like, improvising mining tools and equipment. Or just, try- like, just stop alien films. We had three of them. Like- I know, we had... Well, we, we had two and a bit. Yeah. Um, and then we had Prometheus, in which halfway... Uh, not Prometheus, uh, Alien Resurrection, in which halfway through I could have heard carnival music from the 50s and not been... Not being slightly but disjointed from the movie itself. Obviously, I'm talking about Aliens vs. Predator. Aliens vs. Predator 2. Aliens vs. Predator 2 Requiem is still getting a bad bad deal. I think it's alright. It's not. If you have like six oh. or seven beers before you watch it, it's going to be a good that time. That doesn't make it a good film. That if you watch it... Alien vs. Predator 1, right after you watch The Mummy, they're really good companion pieces. Because <laughs> no. they, they're sort of like a mummy movie. Just a pyramid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like a, sort of like a weird mummy juxtaposition. Yeah. I really like the first Mummy movie. You love mummies. I like I like mummies alive. It's mummies in general. I like milfs. Um, anyway, so Alien Alien Covenant. It gets a very sad faced, very very sad faced Adam Sandler. Oh. I know. I wanted it to do better. 
No. It's really bad that the best, the fourth, no, sorry, the third best alien film is Predator 2. Predator That's 2. sad now, isn't it? Alien 3 is good. Alien 3 is not great. That's good. It's, it's not as really good, good as stuff, Predator 2. And director's cut version is really good. It's not as good as Predator 2, though. Because Predator 2, would you like some candy? I just had some. Oh, who gave you that candy? Uh, you shoved a rock in my face. Secretly, I'm a predator. Uh, I say secretly. Hang out with Donald Trump all the time. Do you know what Donald Trump's favourite breakfast, <sighs> breakfast is? Peans and butts on toast. Right. Okay. Thank you, BBC, for getting in contact. Yes, I'd like to be your new comedy star. Oh, dear. Michael McIntyre. I'm English and posh. <laughs> Mummy said this the other day. Boats. <laughs> we got four of them. Oh, you're poor. I once wore a jacket made from the skin of someone who earned the same amount as you. <laughs> My socks are worth more than your house. <laughs> oh, do you know what it smells and tastes like to eat the rice that's been cooked inside the body of a seven-year-old the mother didn't love while he was still alive? You so, you you done? Don't just sit there drinking shit. Yeah, I'm done. You're so done. Review. Okay. Uh, I got Lego Dimensions the other day. Unbreakable. He's alive. No, no. Later. Oh. Later. There's a magical. Because you place need to learn how to escalate the reviews. Toys for a million, all under one roof. It's called Toys R Us. Anyway, Lego Dimensions. I got Lego Dimensions. Right. I got Lego Dimensions got me stop it <laughs> right so Lego Dimensions is you know Toys to Life game yeah you get a portal thingy and you you make your little Lego figures but what really matters is the little coin thing on the bottom so you could just like basically ditch the Lego figures and just have the little caps is this Activision uh, no it's Traveller's Tales Traveller's Tales and WB Games oh god Gandalf's weak hat fell off. Oh, technical difficulties. But um, yeah, so you know, like like Skylanders and stuff, you like you'd travel around, and when you want to change characters, you chuck one character off, chuck another on. Yep. But unlike Skylanders, that portal thing can take seven things at once, much like Asia Akira. So what you do is you have multiple I didn't Lego figures. That reference, but I assume it was about porn. <laughs> What you do is you chuck a bunch of figures on there and they're your figures that you play as and you put the cars down and the cars will join you in the level. Cool. And you can jump in the cars and drive them around and Kit talks you. I've got yeah. the Michael Knight and Kit set. Um, Michael Knight? Yep. Yeah, Knight Rider. You're saying that incorrectly, aren't you? Michael Knight. No, Knight Industries. It's not Michael Knight. Michael Knight was Knight Industries. He's called Michael Knight. The, in- the company's named after him. No, the company's named after the son that he was plastic surgeried into because his son was technically dead, but then he came back with Car, which was K A R R. No, that's Garth. Garth was the one who had the car. Kit is Knight Industries Technical something or the other. Yeah. That's Kit. And David Hasselhoff is Michael Knight. No, his last name isn't Knight. It's Knight. It's not. It is Knight. I refuse. Watch Night Rider religiously. I've seen so much Night Rider. But anyway, um, I got that. I got the Back to the Future Dr. Emmett Brown fun pack. Um, it's a really cool, like. Night Rider 2000? Yeah, that was shit. Oh. Um, that's one with. Um, there's a movie, TV movie, and. Um, what's his name? James Doohan makes a cameo in it. Scotty. But um, yeah. 
So like those Toys Life games, but what he kind of does is it incorporates building stuff into it. <clears throat> so there's parts in the game where it's like, right, you need to build the portal now, and it throws the instructions up on the screen. You build the portal, so you actually construct the portal. His name was uh, was actually Michael Long. Knight. No, his name, born Michael Arthur Long. He was shot in the face, they yeah. redid his face, yeah. and then he was given he was given the new identity of Michael Knight. Exactly. But his name was Michael Long. Not before they really gave him a new identity, that's his legal name. Look, he was shot in the face and became Michael Knight. His he real name it. isn't. I said his real name is Michael something else. Yeah. So you build the portal thing. Yeah, it's quite nice. He Garth Knight was the bad guy who drove car. Though yeah. congratulations, you got that part right, yeah, but you got the other part wrong. So every figure, whatever franchise they're from, yeah, cause it's all about selling franchises. Yes, it is. They have their own world you can travel around in. <gasps> And they're not some shitty little, like, you know, half-assed bollocks level. They're like proper open-world, like, mission hubs. Yeah. So you get races to do, and you've got quests to complete, and they've got gold bricks to find, and all that sort of stuff. That's cool. Um, the Night Rider one's quite cool. You're going around Vegas, and there's, like, you know, all the music's playing, the Vip Night Rider thing's playing. <laughs> go up to the Night Mansion, you can race around the outer edges, you can go to the casinos and stuff. It's pretty rad. Um, you know, and all the characters have on the Lego movie stage is quite cool. You can go around, and it's got, like... You go to the Wild West town and there's the Lego Wild West, you know, the Old West sign that's floating in me there. Yeah. Um, and all that sort of stuff. Um, but, um, yeah, they're really cool games. The only thing with it is it is bloody expensive stuff. Mm. Um, like, the main set hasn't dropped in price like Skylanders do. The cheapest I could find it was like 40-something quid. Yeah. Um, that's why I just ended up grabbing it from Toys R Us because it was about the same price as the cheapest I could find it anywhere on the internet. Mm. Um the fun pack things there's like little different packs like the fun packs is like a figure in a vehicle mm-hmm. so if that figure's from a series you haven't got yet that'll get you access to a whole new world so that makes them sort of worth it yeah so you have got access to the extra level um, and the vehicles are quite fun like you level up the vehicles and then when you get them a certain point you can build them into a new type of vehicle yeah and it'll give you the instructions to redesign the vehicle turn them into like you know like the Batmobile turns into like a Bat Sonic blasting tank or something like that yeah um and that gives you more skills. You can always ignore that if you just want to keep them as the night car. And just, you know, because the skills just activate regardless. They all save to the little tag thing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's also those twin packs. There's like these team-up packs, which are basically just two fun packs together. There's a, a level pack, which literally only has one level, but it is a Lego game-style level. Yeah. So it's a full quest thing to play through. And there's now these story pack ones, which are basically like full-blown Lego games. Like, they cost about 40 quid. Yeah. You get a new portal pieces. Like, you obviously use the original portal stand, but you build, like, the Ghostbusters HQ as a portal, as the thing to go around the portal. There's a Fantastic Beast ones, and there's a Lego Batman one, which makes the portal look like a Lego Batman Batcave. Okay. Um, And they're, like, six or seven levels of, like, an actual play through the story of the film Mm -hmm. type thing. So they're quite quite good. They're doing a Beetlejuice fun pack soon, which I'm definitely going to have to get. Because I need that Beetlejuice. There's Powerpuff Girls one as well, but Is, I've got um, a feeling it's new Michael Powerpuff. Is Michael Keaton doing the... Or Beetlejuice. I don't know. There's a lot of them. A lot of the voice actors are actually the ones from the films and I stuff. I don't know. Ian McKellen does Gandalf, does No, he? no, no. It's, not, it's just an impersonator for him. But um, oh. Doc Brown's um, frigging thingy, old uh, Christopher Lloyd. Is Elizabeth Banks wild star? I don't think she is. Oh, that's a cool thing. With the Lego um, movie characters, they're animated like they are in the film. Oh, right. So they're all like missing frames of animations and when they fight, they're just sort of like... There's no transition between their kicks and punches. They just that's sort of go cool. boom, 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 all over that's the place. Awesome. Um, and that's while the other characters are moving normally. It's, it's like, 
all that weird shit's going on. Smoothness against you. Yeah, it's it's quite an interesting little trick they've done there. Um, But yeah, I think as a game, it's a pretty damn good Lego game. There's a lot to it. Like there's the twelve main story is twelve levels long. It looks like there's about five bonus levels to that. Plus every single character has every single franchise in the game has its own world to play through. Mm. Even if there's only one character, like there's only one Goonies character, you can get a sloth figure in a set. But there's a whole Goonies world you can play around. It's the it's the cove with a boat in it and all that. So, you know, it's pretty cool they've put some effort in. They haven't just gone, oh, we've made this character from, like, Portal, fuck making an actual level for it. Yeah. Um, the main story mode takes you through different worlds. The first one's, like, Wizard of Oz, second one's The Simpsons, which doesn't have the Simpsons theme tune. Oh. Um, I guess they couldn't license it. And you fight pres- um, President Business at the end nice. of it. Oh, he's been demoted to Lord Business now, I think. Oh. He's not president anymore. <laughs> is he still um, played by Will Ferrell? No, no. Oh. Voice over. He was Chris Pratt. He's not in it. Oh. But there is like there is some. Like Joel McHale plays the voice of the computer that's controlling your stuff. That's cool. But he doesn't sound like Joel McHale, he's doing an impression. But, oh right. But um yeah. I wanna know who's doing Sonic Hedgehog's voice. <laughs> <laughs> but um I need to get that back. Troy Baker does Batman and yep. there's also Will Arnett's Batman as well. Mm-hmm. Um but it is like as as Lego games go, it's a really big solid game. Like the main that main thing, the main pack has three characters with it in a vehicle, and that's that'll be enough to get through the game with. Yeah. If you get to any obstacles you can't destroy, you can hire a hero with some money. Yeah. Um, you know the cut, the studs you pick up. Oh yeah. Use that. Not not real money. No, there's no microtransaction bonds. That's in good. It. Um, but you hire the hero for like twenty to like two minutes to try and solve that puzzle. I looked at the patch notes, and originally it was thirty seconds, which is not enough to solve no. some Lego puzzles, especially if it's something like you have to shoot stuff. Yeah. Is that? But um, yeah, it's it's got a similar sort of scale in the levels as well to stuff like the Marvel superheroes one, where they have massive, great big bosses Open and world, things yeah. like that. Um, but it's all like proper Lego levels, like normal. But you have the really ridiculous bosses, and it's got a nice design to it and everything. That's cool. The Wizard of Oz stuff's quite cool as well. Yeah, going down the yellow brick road, the bad guys like stealing villains and heroes and caging the heroes, stealing their weapons, and letting the villains take their pick of what they want and all no. this merging worlds together. Nice. But um, yeah, I, I like it. Just a really big, heavy buy-in price to it. Yeah, there's a, a cost to get involved. Like, I still don't think there's been a better Lego game than Lego Marvel Superheroes. No, so I think that's a, that's great. That game. I mean, that was that was probably the best one I've yeah. played as well. The Avengers um, one was all right, but it was like shoehorned into copy covering the Avengers films, yeah. and it's like they should have waited a couple of months. At least got Civil War in there or something. Yeah. It seems weird that they <laughs> and didn't no Guardians of the, the Galaxy either. In that one. You can get the figures. I don't think you can on the Avengers. Yeah, I don't can. think you can. You can on Marvel superheroes. That is but, strange. Yeah, but it's it goes through all the films except Guardians of the Galaxy. It's weird. Mm. That's really weird. But, um, yeah, it, but yeah. Lego Dimensions, it's all right. Check yeah. it out. It's got right. Doc Brown in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Marty McFly. And the Beetlejuice set is like, that's, that's right out of left field, that. Like mm. doing a Beetlejuice one. It is strange, isn't it? Yeah. They better do a Michael Keaton Batman or something at some point. That'd be awesome. I want to do a Power Rangers set. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Have Zordon's Lair and friggin' the Megazord to build. Mm, that'd that'd be, cool. be cool. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. you review stuff quickly. Uh, okay, my next review is going to be... Have you even planned ahead? No. Oh my God, I didn't. I reviewed Colossal last time, didn't I? You reviewed what? Colossal last time. Yeah. Uh, Master of None Season 2. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, Friday the 13th, the game. Ooh, you played that for half an hour. For about four hours today. Oh, okay. Uh, so, Friday the 13th of the game is uh, Evolve. 
Yeah. Switched around. Or possibly that other one that came out that I didn't oh, pay to. Dead by Daylight. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. So, yeah, Friday the 13th, the game's much like it sounds. You uh, play as one Good of... Good playing. Good playing. Nice job. Yeah. <laughs> that's on there. You can see it on the sound waves. Mm. Yeah. Should we wait for it to go over? No, just keep going. Okay, so Friday the 13th, the game is much like it sounds. You play as either a counsellor or Jason. And if you're a counsellor, you have objectives to escape or kill Jason. There is a secret way of killing him. <gasps> Whereas if you are Jason, your objective is to kill the counsellors before they get hold of whatever they need to escape. Um, it's online multiplayer only. Yeah. You get five or six or seven... Five counsellors versus one Jason in it. I think so. Yeah, it can right. be. I think it may be. It may be six councillors versus Jason. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so you get your number of councillors, and you will go around finding bits and pieces, doing things like repair cars, find a fuse for a phone bo- phone booth, or you know other stuff. Do and I know any of you psychic? No, Tommy Jarvis is in there though. Is it Tommy Jarvis? They got Kevin Bacon. Yeah, that's his character, isn't it? No, Kevin Bacon wasn't Tommy Jarvis. No, but he got his character. Whatever his character was called. Really? Yeah, I'm sure they have. I'm sure they mentioned something about that. I don't know. But anyway, so, um, so yeah, the counsellors can all get perks. You can earn them and buy them. There's like a roulette system for perks. So you mm. pay 500 experience points that you get from a match. And that gives you a random perk with random percentages on how good or bad it is. Mm. Um, and then you can obviously use that to make yourself better at collecting parts or finding bits or, or better at starting the car. You know, various different things. And then Jason has perks as well. Now, his perks are actually sort of kills. Yeah. yeah. The more expensive the kill, the easier it is to do. The harder it is for counselors to fight back. Obviously, counselors can get perks to fight back better. Um, but Jason also gets powers throughout the game. So if you if he goes five minutes and he's killed a few counselors, but, you know, it's been lolling, then he'll be able to flash. So he'll be able to, like, sort of teleport. That's not Jason's type of thing to do. He doesn't flash people. <laughs> he he sort of teleports across the map so he could travel quicker. Because oh, right. uh, his normal his normal style is just walking. Yeah, that's Jason's and then, and secret then technique got, is that yeah. he can just appear in front of you. But then he's also got there is um Jason Free, the one from part three, sorry. I oh, think got he runs. Jasons. Yeah, there's so there's there's four or five different Jasons and then there's Can like, he be Jason X? No. Oh. That'd be incredible though. Um, <laughs> just going around just smacking people with a uh, someone in a sleeping bag. <laughs> Twatting them. <laughs> there are there are different camps as well. Because it's like Camp Packaway. It's Camp Crystal Lake. Camp pretty much Crystal all those set Camp Crystal no, Lake. Camp Packaway was the other side. Is it Manhattan? No. Oh, that's that'd my favourite awesome. one that sounds like a porno. That'd be incredible. Jason takes Manhattan. But yeah, like the game itself <laughs> is solid. I'm <laughs> glad I didn't spend however much it is to buy it digitally. I got it like £15 from yeah, it's like Kickstarter. It's isn't it? I think I got it £15, $15 mm. from Kickstarter. Yeah. Because I backed it super early on. Yeah. Um, and I'm enjoying it for the most part it's been really hard to get into a game it's a lot of bugs it's yeah a lot, a lot of people have been saying this. it's um, yeah a bit messy they didn't expect it to be anywhere near as popular as it is yeah so many people bought it I think people treated Dead by Daylight as like a preview of it because it's essentially the same yeah, game like, it is it is except in this one of the most irritating things is Dead by, Dead by Daylight you've got those buffers haven't you so like yeah. if you get grabbed you can fight back if you get put on a hook you can spam a button so that someone can come along and save you yeah. and then you've still got a chance to get away or help out with this if he grabs you and you get you know if he grabs you and successfully beats you hmm. then you're just dead nice so you can get grabbed and like I saw whole... him like sticking some pulling the top of a bird table and slamming them onto yeah. it and then smashing the head with a bird table yeah 
Stuff like that. Yeah. The, the problem is that you, if you hit the button wrong, so it's always A to get out. But if you're doing something halfway through him grabbing you, so like yeah. say you're swinging something, sometimes it will take you swinging as your button press, and that means he immediately wins. Yeah. So that's not really how it should be. Let's do a Freddy versus Jason mode where you've got like 20 counsellors yeah. and you have to compete to see who can kill the most. That'd be good. That'd be interesting. Yeah, and that yeah. gives you power-ups for your final showdown against Jason. Yeah, it's just a beat-em-up. It's yeah. just a side-on beat-em-up. Um, Dragon Ball Z style, have you flinging up onto the walls and stuff yeah. like in the film. Um, but yeah, the film, <laughs> sorry, the game, it's good. It's. I mean, I wouldn't recommend buying it yet. Mm. Lots of server issues. You play on Xbox. And on PC and on PS4, mm. across all the boards. With PS, with the Xbox One, to get into an actual game, because it wasn't connecting me at first, I had to make a new Xbox Live profile, and then switch over to that, log in using that, and then switch back to my proper Xbox Live profile, and then open the game. Jesus. Yeah. Good work. <laughs> Thank you. Also, I could play, play like, what equated to about 12 games, 13 games. Yeah. Never got to play as Jason once. No. Only play as counsellors. So maybe next time I'll Doesn't have a it. system in place where, like, if you win as a counsellor, you can change to Jason or something? Don't know. Don't know. I never got the opportunity to. Mm. They could just but do I, a thing where it's a rolling lobby where... I didn't win, per se. I I was alive at the end. Yeah. Because there's a thing where you can call the police. Like, that's where you find call the fuse. Call the police. Whoop, you, <laughs> the sound of police. Uh, you find the fuse for the phone booth. Yeah. You call the police then the police can arrive, but it's like five minutes for the police to arrive. Mm. And in those five minutes, you have to survive. And then the police come and they pick up whoever, whoever is near the police car. I think there's going to be a roulette chance that they'll just assume you're prank calling them and then not turn up. Is there a way to stop trying to box Jason in an alleyway? You can hit him with stuff. <laughs> so I just wanted to punch someone's head off. You can hit him with stuff. He does that. He's punched mm. my head off before. Nice. The only problem is that the... Um, they have guns in the game. No. Oh. So they have like a shotgun you can find and stuff like that. That won't stop Jason. It's not very good. Hmm. Nor is the flare gun. Um, there's a harpoon, but I can't find the harpoon gun. So hopefully if you find the harpoon and the harpoon gun, you can combine them and use the harpoon and pin him to something for a while. Because hmm. that happens. Is there cornfields to run through? No. Oh. Just like woods and stuff. Maybe Mommy Jason? Uh, Mrs. Voorhees? You can find her. He has a shrine to her. Of course, he does. And you can, if you're one of the female camp uh, counselors, you can put the jumper on and distract him, <laughs> and nice. then that helps in the final fight. Because you can, like I said, you can call in Tommy Jarvis. Yeah. So there's a secret way of doing it. You have to find the radio, CB Tommy Jarvis to come in, and then someone has to die, and then when they die, Tommy Jarvis arrives and yeah. then gets players him, nice. and he's obviously got buffs and stuff, so he can fight Jason. <laughs> But to get him to deliver the final blow, you need people to help in the final fight. So you've got to get all the other counsellors to hit Jason with like <laughs> until he goes down on his knee, which takes about three or four hits, apparently. Yeah. And then Tommy Jarvis can deliver a killing blow and kill him. No. Just chuck him into the lake. Yeah. Change the bottom. He doesn't like water. How many ways did he survive getting resurrected in the lake? There was a slug thing got in him in one way. He's in a mortuary. Well, in Jason Lightning bolts in Jason for Takes it, Manhattan was a lightning bolt, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, because Tommy Jarvis goes back. Yeah, was it Tommy Jarvis? Well, he was he was chained down under the river, and he was supposed yeah. to be dead under the lake. And a lightning bolt hit the chain that mm. was on that was on the float or something. Yeah, and he went down. It shocked him back to life. And then he just gets on the boat and just murders people. Yep. And then they go to Manhattan. And he fights that kid who knows boxing. Yeah, and then punches he his head off. Yeah, doesn't sleep with one prostitute. Mm. 
No. It's, and it sounds like a porno. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. It does. Anyway, yeah. So I give uh, I give Friday the 13th for the game. Uh, treat Williams. Yeah. Treat it with care. Because you don't know how deep you'll be rising. Is that a reference to... What happens in Vegas? When in Rome. Can't think of any more uh, any more Treat Williams films. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right, right okay. The substitute <laughs> to schools out. Right, third review. Yeah, your third, third review. Third review. Ever would. Third review ever that I've ever done. Ever would. Um, what was the review? There was a... What was the thing? <gasps> dead Heat! Dead Heat, dead yeah, heat. classic. There's a Dead Heat mm-hmm. for last of the great Treat Williams films. Deep Rising was a good movie. Did yeah. you like Deep Rising? I haven't seen it. Have you not? No, I don't think so. It's directed by the same guy who directed The Mummy. Uh, Stephen Summers? Yeah. Yeah. It's directed by that guy. Yeah, and he directed G.I. Joe, so I'm not watching any of his films. Except for The Mummy. Not again. I'm going to go he see He made the, one good film. I'm going to go it. see The Mummy movie, the new one. Two, Deep Rising is actually pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty great. I actually really like Deep Rising. I've got it on Blu-ray. No. I had to import it. Cost six six dollars. It's then, worth it. And then three dollars shipping, and it was deep rising, and it came with another film. May virus m- may not have. I think it was virus. <laughs> Did I already talk about this? Do you the virus is the film to yeah, it's the, the best it's water based horror film ever. Come on now, Next I'm your captain. Jaws. Donald Sutherland putting on an Irish accent. Come CGI on, I'm, Donald Sutherland. I'm your captain. Puppet Donald Sutherland. Yeah, puppet Donald Sutherland. Well, semi-puppet Donald mm. Sutherland. That's, that's his real nip. Um, right. The one that's left. Okay, go. Right. Review virus. No. I was gonna... Jamie Lee Curtis in 1999 along with Cliff Curtis. No He's relation. Too. No relation. Um, and which Baldwin? Oh, Stephen, wasn't it? Stephen, Stephen yeah. Baldwin. Not Anthony LaPaglia. Not William Baldwin. No one likes William Baldwin. Uh, no, not William Baldwin. And, not Anthony and Alec La- Baldwin's too good for that. Yeah. So. And not Anthony LaPaglia, like mm. I thought. <laughs> yeah. Because they're very similar looking. Right. Um, and it's got the guy from End of Days, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's best friend. Who's a little guy with a goatee? The guy who is like a big film critic now. He does loads of impressions. He's got his own podcast. Kevin Smith. No, not Kevin Smith, but good. It's close. Kevin something. Kevin Federline. I was going to say Federline from NSYNC. K-Fed. No, K-Fed, K-Fed was the one he married. Boys. But no, he wasn't in Battery Boys. Kevin Federline married Britney Spears. He was a dancer. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, he beat John Cena once. What? Yeah, they, they brought him to WWE to do a promotional thing because Vince would just let any celebrity in. And he beat John Cena. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, I was going to think about reviewing Marvel Heroes on... PS4. Yeah. Because that's come out now. Has it out? Yeah. You can actually play it now. Free to play. It's all out. Is it on Xbox One? I think it is this week. Yeah, as well. Alright. Um, Downloading that after this to masturbate too furiously. Yeah. Um, you played Marvel Heroes on PC, didn't you? Yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah. Um, they've changed quite a lot of things on it. Yeah? It's like only little things here and there. It's really odd. Hmm. Um, I swear there was a beach base level early on with a shield, like a Hydra base you go to. Yeah. That's not there as far as I can tell, unless they've moved that to another part of the game. It's been about like a year or so since I played the PC version. Um, it starts you off with a proper tutorial stage now, where it introduces swapping characters, but then when you've got multiple characters, as you can't swap characters during stages, which is odd. Um, you can only swap characters back at the Avengers HQ. Mm. Um, but it gives you enough money to like pick out a character of your choice from 
the lineup, like most of the lineup that's available, you'll be able to get. There's some like Deadpool and stuff that you won't be able to afford because you know they want you to pay money for Deadpool. But um, I got Ghost Rider, but there's also on PS4 you can download Daredevil and the Man Without Fear skin. You know the oh, yeah. black costume with the bandana on his head. Um, but it is it's Diablo RPG online thing. If you like Marvel Heroes, you probably get into it. Not Marvel Heroes, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Yeah. Um, similar thing. It's all bashy, bashy, hit things. Bishy, bashy. Um, you know, level up, get powers, assign them to the face buttons, boom, boom, boom. But it is, it's very like Diablo light. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a bit wonky, this beta so far. I don't think, I don't think they've done uh, the best job of, um, porting the controls to control pad. It feels a little bit like you're missing your opponent sometimes, but you are making contact. You just don't look like you're facing them mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, cause Diablo did like controller. Port, like the controller on Diablo 3 was really good on PS4. Yeah. Like they translated it well. One. Yeah. But um, it seems a bit wonky. I've had it crash twice. Like once when I was leaving one of the. F- um, after fighting Venom, mm. it was supposed to have spawned me in Hell's Kitchen North. Yeah. But it crashed. I restarted it. It spawned me in Hell's Kitchen South. And I was like, how do I get to Hell's Kitchen North? Because I didn't realise that it was going to be dropped off there. And it's where the next mission was. So I had to find my way to. The other side of Hell's Kitchen. Nice. Um, then realised I could just quick travel there from one of the starting points. I had to come all the way back to get to the t- teleport thing. Um, but I've been playing through with Daredevil. I haven't played much with Ghost Rider yet because it restarts like your quest missions. You have to play through all the missions again with different characters. Yeah. It saves their point in the story. Um, played a bit of online multiplayer with Paul for a bit, and we were just you know smacking all sorts of stuff. He he got Squirrel Girl. Of course nice. he did. She's one of the cheapest characters. Um, there's tons of skins, and I swear there's a few characters missing from the PC version. Really? I don't know if they removed skins from the PC version, but it's there may, really odd. Yeah, there may be like licensing issues. But there's only like four Iron Man skins. And oh. there was like 20 on the PC version. Like they had tons. The only ones, the only Iron Man skins is like Mark 43. There's like comic book style one, extremist armor, and I think shotgun one. Have all of them, no Hulkbuster. And there was like, I think there was like two Hulkbusters in the PC version. Mm. Um, you know, Deadpool's only got four skins. No Lady Deadpool. He's got four oh. skins. <laughs> I said four skins. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's it seems to be missing stuff. But I wonder if they're just, like, holding it off to trickle it in later on PS4. You know, Maybe, like, while it's like in beta. packs and stuff. Yeah, because they're still calling it a beta right now. So I wonder if it's, like, you know, rather than chuck all the skins out from the start, give people something to keep coming back to as it goes along, I guess. Um... But yeah, it's it's sort of working all right. It's free to play. It's you know, it's not one of those ones where the microtransactions are really a pain because it doesn't do anything like stop you from leveling up or anything like that. It's not like the Star Wars Old Republic where when you hit level twenty, your XP is basically halved, so you can't really progress properly without subscribing. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, all the microtransactions this are built around buying loot crates for characters and unlocks and boosts and stuff like that. It's Standard all Standard shit nowadays, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, new costumes and all that. You can earn enough of the... There's like the shards, you can earn enough of them to unlock a character, but it'll take you ages. Like, yeah. it would take a long time to do. But um, it's not as vile as some of those free-to-play games can be. Yeah. Which is, you know, it's all right. The characters are reasonably priced if you buy them in the game for the shards. There is packs they do that are like 15 quid for like War Machine and a couple of skins, which seems a bit much. Mm. But um, yeah, it's an all right game. A bit yeah. buggy right now. It feels weird that it's like, that it's in this, feels like an incomplete thing when 
Marvel Heroes has been around for like two years now, at least. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, last time I played the PC version, it didn't feel super complete, to be fair. I guess it's one of those ones they're just constantly iterating on. Constantly changing things yeah. up. But I'd say between this and DC Universe, DC Universe is still probably the better game. Yeah, DC Universe has been around for decades. Isn't it? No, it's been around like seven years, hasn't it? I thought it was around came for on like PS3. Over, I thought it was over ten years. No, it came out on PS3, didn't it? Yeah, but before that it was PC. No, PC and PS3 came at the same time. Oh. Yeah, because you switched between the two, couldn't you? Oh. It's pretty crazy. Um, That's no. crazy. Yeah, anyway. Review things. Review number three. We really haven't thought this through. No, I haven't. Jesus Christ. I don't feel particularly great right now. That's your fault. No, it's not. It's my caring nature. <laughs> my next review is going to be... It's because your feet are bleeding. They fucking hurt. They my next review my is... Yes. My next review is going to be... <laughs> um. If you get Batman in the Night Rider car... Yeah. Kit goes, ah, oh, Batman, I see you're thinking of trading up now. Because <laughs> Batman's driving a better car, as far as Kit's concerned. He talks to you. I know, I know. Yeah. Okay, so my next review is... A, a... I'm waiting for you to start your review. Get on with it. Alright. Have you got it in mind? Have you actually... Give me a second. Give me just a minute. Keep people entertained. Sorry, guys. So anyway, so this week, if anyone doesn't know, I I took part in the 100k London Brian Challenge, Action Challenge. You now have no feet. My feet fucking hurt, but, uh, you know, it was all for a good cause. It's all for the puppies and kittens. Um, uh, Mostly kittens, yeah. Mostly kittens. Yeah. Um, Actually, mostly puppies. Um, it was it was a difficult fucking thing to do, but I did it. Hmm. Um, probably the hardest part was hitting eighty k and and feeling fine for the whole rest of it. Eighty up until eighty, I felt fantastic. I really didn't have any issues. There's no weight on my shoulders. I didn't didn't have any worry. But then as soon as I got to fucking as soon as I got to eighty, just everything went downhill. My body didn't want to work properly. My back hurt. My legs hurt. My feet were blistered to shit. Like, sexy. Everything just went bad. I remember when I walked up Mount Snowden, I didn't realise we were going to, how, how irritating that walk would be. Yeah. And on the way back down, it was like, I don't know if it was something that was like grazing on my feet, but it fucking stung like crazy on the way going, back down. Going down is often harder than going yeah. up a hill. Yeah, my dad wouldn't let us get the um, train thing back down. My dad did that a few times because mm. he was a cheapskate. Anyway, um, but yeah, it's it was. Like I said, first ATK, Doddle, it was it was as I wanted it to be, just going up up hills and downhills and, and on shitty land. There really wasn't any consistency in anything, but but that's because it was fairly poorly organised in terms of the actual the actual course over my next review. In terms of the actual course itself, it wasn't very well planned out. So there's a lot of um, taking alternative routes trying to stretch out to make sure it hit hundred K. Yeah. But you know, I was happy with my time. 22 hours, 41 minutes, under 24 hours, which is what I wanted to do. Um, the couple that were staying in the hotel of us, 29 hours. Slackers. No, what I think that they did, we stayed consistently trying to hit about 5K. Yeah. And we ended up doing, so 5K an hour, sorry, and we ended up doing 6K some hours. We were doing really well. And then we got to that 80 mark, 
and it suddenly went down. So it was about yeah. three and a half, four. So it evened out, averaged out over after those four hours, doing it four, four and a half, three, three and a half. Doing those sort of times. Average everything out to about four hours, 40. No, sorry, four, 4.44 per K. Which we're fine with. 24 hours underneath was what we wanted. Hmm. Just. Wish we'd rested more. Like the rest stops, we were there for the 10, thing is, 15 if you rest minutes. for too long when you're doing something like that, you'll get friggin' cramps and shit. Yeah. So we rested for most, for the most of the stops, I think we rested about 10 minutes. Hmm. And then we just carried on. Uh, the longest we rested was the 80 and the 56. 56 we rested for half an hour. 80 we rested for half an hour. Hmm. Um, resting at the 80 was integral. We wouldn't have been able... Like some of the people... At 80, we had one woman who didn't really know where she was anymore. <laughs> one guy was asleep at this table. Nice. And he woke up when his face fell into his food <laughs> and then went... Okay, I'm going to stand up now. Stood up. His mate called him. He spoke to his mate on the phone. And his, his mate went, oh, how you doing, mate? How's it going? He goes, oh, it's all right. I'm, just, I'm going to clean my face and I'm going to come back out. I'm going to go. I'm going to carry on. He was back at the camp two minutes later <laughs> and in the medical tent two minutes after that. Just didn't know what was going on. The woman who didn't know what was happening was wrapped in a tinfoil blanket. You know, the fire blankets I was saying about. Yeah, so many of those. Yeah, away from getting in. To keep her warm. And we went, okay, so you know where you came in? She went, yep, where you came in. If you just go there, there's an info booth. There's a, there's another medical tent. If you go to there, they'll talk to you. She's like, okay, cool. So we're in a school and they have like one of those fences that seals up where the football grounds and stuff are. Yeah. On the football grounds, they'd set up the tent for medical shit and, and food and stuff. And then they had another one at the front of the school that was toilets. And then they had the medical tent opposite that with the info tent. So they had two just in case there were a lot of people because it's like, the, it's almost the end. So they increase the amount of stops they have. Yeah. But anyway, this woman went out the fence doors. So like outside of the fenced area and then immediately went right. And they just went around the edge of the whole of the fence. <laughs> so there's me and Tara shouting going, no, 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 the front, the way you came in. She goes, this is the way I came in, isn't it? And it's like, oh, fuck, she's got heat stroke. She's got heat stroke or she's dehydrated or something's happened. She's not well. She's not in a good place. Um, you think that my walking's bad? You should have seen some of the people at that finish line. Like, some of the people going across. Like, people walked like their feet were on lava. Like, they just, they had to move them as quick as possible. Like, trying, but at the same time, yeah. it hurt to move. Yeah. So yeah. you can imagine they're like, oh. It was just incredible to see. But Maybe walking 100k was a bit much. Well, some people were like saying stuff like, there was one guy who said like, oh, I've been training all week. I've been going up and down the pub, going to the pub three or four times a day. The pub's 5k away. If I do that three or four times, that's 40k. I'm, I'm all right. It's like, who told you it was 5k? <laughs> and he's like, oh, my wife, she says it's roughly 5k. So I went up and down, up and down. So, okay, cool. And he's like, oh, this is a lot. <laughs> it's a lot further away than the pub is. Good uh, training. When we go into the pub back, yeah. yeah, that will do. But there's loads of shit like that. There was loads of people that just seemed to think, "Oh, it's a walk, it's nothing to worry about." Mm. The joggers were the people that seemed most prepared because, <laughs> like, there were so the. You don't first... underestimate a walkman, especially in hot weather. Yeah, well, it wasn't too bad. That was the thing that mm. we were most worried about—the hot weather. But in the first, the first day, it wasn't too bad in the morning. It wasn't too warm. Then it rained for a little bit in London. That's nice. It rained for about half an hour. 
which was good because, you know, war and stuff, it woke you up a bit. Because we started at seven, so it rained about nine. And by yeah. that time, we were out of Kingston. Um, and uh, and then it was just sunny, but it wasn't too hot. There was loads of clouds and stuff causing mm. coverage. And then we went through a lot of woods and things. But it was incredible. The whole thing was, it was incredible. I, I genuinely can't think of anyone I would rather do it with because me and Tarashi ever, we, I don't think either of us would have made it that far if it wasn't, the other person wasn't there. Yeah, um, you're well known for being a quitter. So. I don't, I don't quit anything. But when your body you is... quit meat. I didn't quit meat. <laughs> I decided to stop eating meat. It's a difference. <laughs> I want a pet cow one day and I wouldn't be able to have one if I, had, if I eat meat. Yeah. And chicken. I'm a pet chicken. Speaking of chickens, we met some chickens on the way there. Someone had them in their garden. Well, so that's not so great to your uh, actual third review. No, not yet. And one of the <laughs> one of the people had a garden. So I have to sort of click through this. And I, find know you do, I know you do. I know you do. One of the people had a garden in which they had three pigs. Yeah. They were very friendly. So I assume they were like yeah, pigs are. They think like, you're going to give them food. Yeah, they were really friendly. They were coming over making all the pig noises, which was adorable. Yeah. Um, and then next to the pigs, in like a pen next to them, there were chickens. And we thought, like, the chickens are going to be terrified because there's been loads of runners and joggers and all the other people coming through today. But the chickens, so we were like... And, like, these chickens came round and, like, sort of investigated from over the other end. And then and then where the hole in the fence was that we were looking through that was, like, a like level with their house and level with, like, a, like a stand they had, like a shelf. Level with that shelf. All of a sudden, this gawky-looking chicken, like, this skinny chicken comes over with, like, these two big eyes and just looks through the hole like, Hey there! <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? No, it's like, well, this is the highlight of my walk today. Nice. <laughs> just this weird, gawky-looking chicken. Just, hey, guys, you called me? All the others are scared. I don't know why. <laughs> Come meet my buddy. And then another gawky one comes out from nowhere. Oh, it was incredible. Uh, the pigs there. Pigs were awesome. Uh, anyway, my pigs third review is uh, Free Fire, the new film starring Brie Larson, Cillian Murphy, oh, yeah. Army Hammer bunch of other people yeah it's filmed by that guy yeah films filmed, in, filmed in Brian uh-huh. yeah it was filmed by the guy who did High Rise yeah uh, filmed in Brian who also did Sightseers and Kill List yeah Kill List yeah and what was the weird black and white one he did that was really good Human Centipede Volume 2 no he did the um, what was it the it was like set in medieval times about a witch and stuff Salo The 108 Days of Sodom no but anyway uh, Free Fire uh, it's a Comedy crime thriller drama. It's a gunfight. Kinda. It's a gunfight for ninety minutes with Charlotte Copley doing. Yeah, Charlotte Copley's in it as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so it's it's a bit more. It's a bit more than that. It's it has a setup. Hmm. So everybody everybody is gathering to go and do a gun deal with a South African guy, which is Charlotte Copley, who is going to sell them N16s so that they can then take to Ireland and then. Help out in their war. Yeah, it's set in the eighties, isn't it? Yeah. So IRA. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, Corbyn probably approves of, eh? Yeah. If you read the Sun, you know what you're talking about. There was one scene with an Irish person must be endorsing something. Hey, it don't matter if he broke a piece in the nineties. That's not what he was doing better. Was it? He was. He was fighting war. Anyway, so uh, yeah, free fire. So it starts off that you are, you you meet the main group, which is Cillian Murphy's. Um, team that are there to offload the guns hmm. and put them into the van and then just go that's it it's nice as it was a gun deal you're paying money for guns and they're going to leave that's how it works it goes completely batshit insane when it turns out that one of the people that he's hired to offload the guns is like a junkie 
and he got into an argument with a guy before and he turns up and he's very beaten up. Um, turns out the guy that he got a fight with is the wheel man for Chateau Copley. So when they see each other, they start getting into a fight and heated words are exchanged. Finally, the little junkie man who is beaten up um, takes out his gun and fires hmm. at Chateau Copley's man, which is how everyone starts shooting guns. So this is, that's, that's about 25 minutes in. Yeah. And everybody scatters to different areas. You know, no one really knows who's working for who and where loyalties lie. Because people like Army Hammer know everyone, and mm. Army Hammer's there almost to broker the deal. Yeah. But then he's he's firing on Cillian uh, Murphy's group, and then there are other people. And it all just it, it splinters off into little vignettes and, and bits and pieces. There's no like flashbacks or anything like that. When I say vignettes, there are different areas of the warehouse. Yeah. So people have different agendas. Some people are trying to call someone. Others are trying to alert people outside. Some people are just trying but to survive. But the gunfire doesn't alert anyone. No, well, that's the thing. It's, <laughs> it's like it's all set in a dock, like way fucking away out in the boondocks, yeah. like away from anything. So you probably wouldn't. No. It, it'd be like an industrial area where everything shuts down. Is it set in the UK or is it set in America? I can't remember. It's set in the UK, I think. Because if it's set in America, then no one would care anyway yeah. if there's guns firing. If it's set in the UK, they would just assume kids are working the machines at night. Yeah. But um, it's it's a really good film. Mm. I really enjoyed it. I didn't expect to enjoy it very much. I'd heard a lot of hype, but Ben Wheatley is someone who I enjoy the films of quite a bit. Yeah. Um, as I said before, I think he is the guy. I think he's the guy that did Kill List and stuff like that. Yeah, he did Kill List and High Rise. Did he? Yeah. You sure? Yeah, Ben Wheatley did, yeah. yeah. But um, I really like High Rise as well. High Rise was another film that I didn't expect to like. Yeah, it's an odd one, that, and it's yeah. all uh, weird society inside a yep. it's society council is building. What happens when society is based <laughs> on your level in a building? Yeah. But you can't actually change your level. Yeah. You know what I mean? You move in and that's your level. Yeah. You don't move up and down. It's a lot of sci- it's like... Um, Sci-fi style. It's, uh, it's Snowpiercer, but going upwards. Yeah. It's <laughs> um, like a TV how- series, a Snowpiercer being made, isn't it? I know, yeah. That's going to yeah. be interesting. Ah, they only need one set. Yeah. redress it. <laughs> Unless they carry on the story of the film. Yeah. Well, they kind of stopped it. There's no Snowpiercer. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. Spoilers. It's a great film. <laughs> but anyway, so, yeah, sorry. Back to back to uh, Free Fire. Yeah, so um, loyalties are tested. People work out who's pulling the strings and what's really happening. And there's a lot of really nice little, uh, nice little like, action scenes and setups. Mm. Yeah. There's a particular character that, that you see die in the first few... First few shots fired. Mm. Ulair comes back for a fucking hilarious scene. Nice. And then there's other characters that, that you know, they carry on throughout the whole film even though you really don't want them to. But it's, you know, it's the thing about film violence is that it's usually one shot anywhere and that person's dead. Yeah. Because this is it's slightly more based in realism. People get shot a lot <laughs> and they keep going because it'll be like a shot to the leg. And it's just like, yeah. well, I'm bleeding a lot, but I'm still alive. <laughs> still probably going to be alive quite a while, so I better fight back. A lot of people being shot, like, in the leg, in the arm, in the shoulder and stuff. Because that's quite realism. You can bleed out from a shot. Oh, you, shot. Can, you can. You can bleed out, but there are, like, ways of treating it short-term that mean that you go on for quite a while. That's just more fun when people get shot a lot. Yeah. Robocop There's taught like, us that. that. One of the best scenes is that um, someone says to Shelter Copley, it's like, there's a rule of thumb. I think it's Army Hammer says there's a rule of thumb. If you get shot, 
it's an hour and a half. Mm. And it's like, what do you mean an hour and a half? He goes, it's around an hour and a half before you bleed out from a serious wound. And it's like, well, how long do I have? And he goes, when did you get shot? He's like, I don't know. When did people start firing? He goes, about an hour and a half ago. He's like, you're a fucking joker now, are you? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's quite good. I liked it a lot. I liked yeah. it a lot more than I expected to. Um, it's very insular. Again, shot in Brian. Pretty interesting. Yeah. Ben Wheatley, he's a massive fan of shooting in the UK. He's made some fantastic films, um, Kill List and Sightseers, High Rise. It's interesting what he does with a budget with High Rise. Yeah, he doesn't get much money to make his films. No. He just concentrates on... Story, yeah. storytelling. I think if you um, want to do high concept films, you, you have to do them on a low budget nowadays. Yeah. Like, you can't... You just can't. High Rise, high rise <laughs> he managed to get some real talent as well. Yeah. It was really fucking... I bad. mean, chances are if I didn't have Tom Hiddleston, he probably wouldn't have got the money... He wanted well, apparently it. Lucas Evans was originally going to be playing that part. Yeah. Hey. And then Elizabeth Moss got on board. Yeah. And then he also got Sienna Miller. And then he but got... But Tom Hiddleston's the money the money guy. He's the only one... Like, yeah. he's the only one out of the cast who's going to get people in. Yeah. Because chances are there's a whole bunch of girls who love Loki who went to see that film not knowing what they were going to get into. Yeah. And what about all the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen fans that went in <laughs> to go and see it for a uh, thingy? Jeremy? There's no League of Extraordinary Gentlemen fans. There's none. There's none at all. No, not League of Extraordinary... League of Gentlemen. Oh, League of Gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, shit, sorry. Yeah, it's got Jeremy. Is he the small yeah. guy? Yeah. Yeah, he's in it. Yeah. And who else is in it? It's got, like, a bunch of women in it. And it's got... Who's the guy with the sideburns? James Perfoy. 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 The one who was fired from V for Vendetta. The one who was... Um, he was originally V and then they replaced yeah. him with Hugo Weaving Hugo replaced his voice what was the no, Hugo yeah. Weaving was in this costume for was a lot he? of the film yeah, oh. yeah. Uh, what was the film that he did where Solomon Kane? everybody Maybe. forgets about Solomon Kane. didn't see it <laughs> everybody forgets it was a film because yeah. it was Miramax wasn't it it's one of the last few Miramax films no Miramax is still around yeah but not like as Miramax was no because it used to be you remember when Miramax made like Blade and the Miramax DVDs you could always tell because they had the fucking shitty taglines before yeah, yeah. the actual yeah that was the last Solomon Kane was the last film like that nice and they stopped doing them like that but yeah um, oh sorry um, Free Fire I, I really enjoyed it I don't think it is for everyone I think a lot of people go into this thinking it's an action film but it's not but uh, if you're it's going to it looking for something farcical bit, action comedy yeah thing. if you're going to it looking for something mm. maybe a bit more cerebral maybe a bit more fun but in like a little bit more taxing. It's not all, you know, flying around gunfight. It's not John Woo. It's quite nice. Um, John Woo isn't John Woo. I'll give it a Brie Larson. She's in it. Is that because she just... No, she's... She's won an Oscar for Room. Yeah. Which is a great film. She was in Scott Pilgrim. Which is yeah. another great film. Uh, she was in Short Term 12, which was one of my favourite films of 2013. When that came out, yeah. 15. She was fantastic. That's one of my one of my all time. She's been absorbed into the Marvel conglomerate now. She's now part of Marvel. She's gonna be <laughs> Captain Marvel. Yeah. Um, Once you're absorbed into that, that's it. That's you get money. Bank, that's it. Bank for years. Making money. Bank for life. Um, <laughs> she's done some crap, but for the most part, she's been really good. And I think that's a pretty high regard I hold her in. So Free Fire gets a Brie Larson. Mm. She's in Free Fire. She's in Free Fire. Yeah. It's a pretty good movie, you know. Yeah. It's almost a Brie Larson. It's almost a Brie Larson. Yeah. Almost, it could almost it's be Brie defined. Larson almost a free fire. Yeah, yeah, almost. Yeah. She's not an army hammer, I know that much. No. 
Oh. Do you know that Army Hammer is actually from the Arm and Hammer family? Yeah. That's like, that's one of the dumbest things. Yeah. You run, you're, you're one half of the company that run Arm and Hammer. Yeah. And you thought, I'm going to call my son Army. Do you know, like, you know, he doesn't need to act. Yeah, he's very rich. He is very, very rich. Yeah. And to be fair, he only got half a paycheck for social network. Yeah. You know? <laughs> He didn't play it's both quite, roles. Well, he did Free Fire. I, I assume he got paid fuck all to do this. Yeah, but that's because he was in Lone Ranger. What do you mean? Well, that film was flopped massively. Yeah, but he was also in fucking... Um, he was also in that massive Guy Ritchie film, wasn't he? Was he? The spy one. What was it? The Oh, yeah, yeah, Man From U.N.C.L.E. Yeah. Yeah. He was in that. That was all right, actually, Man From U.N.C.L.E. Do you know why I don't understand about Man From U.N.C.L.E.? Why did they have the American guy doing a Russian accent and the English guy being an American? No, Henry Cavill was quite cool in it. He was quite cool in it, but I feel like Army Hammer would have been just as cool and just as a good-looking man. Yeah, right. You know what Army Hammer reminds me of? Toothpaste. Yeah. (laughs) Lone Ranger was a movie he did. Did you watch it? No, no, not got around to watching it. It's super racist. Yeah. Because Johnny Depp plays an, an, an Native he's American person. partially one-tenth Navajo, isn't he? He is not, no. He is not. <laughs> if he was, they took it off of him for that film. <laughs> they took it out of his jeans and they beat he beat to death. What's her face? Johnny Depp's going to be the Invisible Man soon. Who is his ex-wife? Um, the incredibly hot lady. Yeah, I remember the name. I know you I mean. I know. She was in Never Back Down. Whoa, never give it up. Whoa, I can't remember never give it up. Never gonna do, 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 anyway. Never back down. Never back down. Not Aubrey Plaza. No, of course not. What was her name? She wouldn't marry him. No, she she's into the guy who made the film Safety Not Guaranteed. She's dating him, I think. Oh. That's gross, a shame. Gross guy, probably. Not the star. Not the guy with the mullet. Yeah, not that guy. With fake hair. What was the name of Johnny Depp's wife? She was so hot. She was in Three Days to Live with Kevin Costner, directed by MCG. No one watched that. She's in Aquaman as the queen of Aquaman. Oh, Kate Mara. No, that's not... She's not Aquaman. Isn't she? No. It's not Kate Mara. She was a lesbian for a long time. I watched all of her movies and I can't remember her name. Okay, so... She's very attractive. He threw a phone at her and wrote stuff in blood on a wall. Because he's Johnny Depp. She married that guy. He's eccentric. She won't even touch my penis. You don't know that. (laughs) She might, but I don't think she'd be happy to do it. Tweet her. I don't want to tweet on my penis. She seems like a really nice lady. Tweet her, ask her. You don't have to... I don't want to do that. She I suppose seems, you just she, let her know what she's getting in for. Well, she seems like an actually very nice lady. She dedicated yeah. all her money that she got from Johnny Depp for a phone to to women in torture camps. No, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, save women. I thought that was just like a nice way of shutting up all the arseholes. You're like, oh, she's only it for the money. She's very rich. Yeah. She's another very rich lady. They she does loads of she... indie films. Did you know that? She does like... She did a fuck ton of indie films whilst also doing big action, like big budget stuff. Yeah. She's in All the Boys Like Mandy Lane. It's not Aubrey Plaza. It's not Teresa. You done? Have you seen Warm Bodies? No. You done? Teresa Palmer? No, no. that's the other, that's the harsh one. Amber Heard. I told you it was Amber Heard. 
didn't. Totally did. No, you didn't. Anyway. I'm going to listen to this, and you did not say Amber Heard. Anyway. Amber Heard You wasted all attractive. that time, about ten minutes of you just going, uh... Amber Heard is very attractive, though. So anyway, I've been watching Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. It's finished now. It's really good to see. It's free. Unbreakable. They're alive, damn it. Yeah. It's a miracle. Se- season three. Um, it's really spoilers. Good. I thought it was really, really fun. Spoilers. Series. It's better than season two. Spoilers. What are you saying spoilers for? Spoilers. Anyway, so in this series, Titus has mysteriously left the cruise ship that he went on at the end of the last series. And then there's a little mystery revolving around that for a while. Do you think I know... No, do you think you know more than cru- about cruise ships than I do? I lived on a cruise ship, Kimmy. <laughs> anyway. Do you think you know how a man eats paychecks to survive? Yeah, Dion you, do you Warwick. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, in the new series, uh, it's sort of it's a weird one, this one, because the last series had a definite, like, sort of end goal. Thing it kept bringing up Kimmy's mother and like she was trying to you know sort out certain relationships and then make friends with her mum again and all yeah. this. This series doesn't really have that. It kind of feels like it's going to have it early on, but the series just kind of it does feel a little bit like it ends an episode short. Mm-hmm. Like we don't get any conclusion to a few plot threads here and there. To any plot threads, yeah, it's really odd. It just sort of ends, but it is a lot funnier than the second series was. Yes. I thought it was friggin' like jokes were being nailed yeah. the whole way through and. Like especially Titus, that guy's friggin' phenomenal in that yeah. show. Um, his old lemonade in and his w- constant wordplay. Um, yeah. And they definitely, it felt like they wrote it around the idea of it being binge-watched because there's a lot of tiny little jokes that are built from one episode to the next, which is what Archer does because they know the people who watch Archer are going to watch it on DVD and binge-watch it. Yeah. So it will set up a joke three episodes before it pays off or something. Do you know, Archer, do you know how Archer developed that initially? Because they're drunk. No, Archer. <laughs> when they made um, when they made uh, Frisky Dingo. Yeah. They only got fifteen minutes. Yeah. And they basically had to do these stories very quickly and get as many jokes as they could as possible in. Mm-hmm. They'd have a joke that hit the cutting room floor that they wanted to include in an episode. So the recap of the next episode wouldn't actually be a scene for the program. It would be yeah. just one of the jokes they wanted to add in. Yeah. And it would be just a slightly tweaked version of the scene that you saw. So it'd be like. Um, there's there's like one where someone falls off a vat into a load of ants and then they're like oh my god that's horrific and then someone's keys would come up and they go because their car would be below and they'd set off the car alarm mm. and one of them one of them was like oh god looks like we're getting a cab <laughs> stuff like that is incredible but um, yeah so that's that's why they are so used to doing the mm. interconnected story now no, the way they write Archer is like crazy because it's like constantly swerving sentences in one direction mm. to another and they use associative words to transition from one scene to the next yep. which is crazy um, Breakable Kim Schmidt there was like Titus Adronicus he declares in one episode that he's the king of wordplay and then for the rest of the series he, every single episode he's chucking out uh, mm. like, a name as a wordplay name every single time there's an amazing episode of Ray Liotta yes. where they're trying to get the freaking key to the toilet which is, which Kimmy is, does a heist is, the problem with that episode is that it's completely disjointed from the rest of the series. Yeah, but they had Ray Liotta for a few days. I know, I know, and they decided to use it. He um, looks so frail and old. It's fantastic. He looked crazy. He yeah. looks mental. Um, yeah, but the thing is, it did lack a bit of direction. It feels like, like I say, it feels like it finished an episode early. Mm. Like, there should have been a, you know, a, a, a tie-up for the Artie and uh, What's-Her-Face storyline where she finds out he's got no, like, he's got an artificial heart going on. And she wants him to buy a new heart, so you know, 
he doesn't die randomly at some point. Oh, you're talking yeah. about um yeah, what's Lillian and Cal- Lillian and Artie. Lillian Kalstupper. Is it Artie? Artie? Yeah, his name's Artie. It's Arthur Goodman. He runs the uh what's the name of the shop that he runs Big Naturals. Yeah. Cuz all these shops sounds like strip clubs. Yeah. Um there's no you know, there was no conclusion to the whole Kimmy's married to the um, priest guy. She stops Laura Dern from marrying him mm-hmm. by not signing the documents. And there's like a sort of like comeuppance for that later on, yep. where she loses a, a thing because of it. Mm-hmm. But that's not a payoff for that's that storyline. No, a payoff for that storyline is her getting something from him for the divorce. divorce. Yeah, which I'm guessing they do in the next series. But that's why it's kind of felt a little bit. It like feels like this is going to be series three point one. Yeah, and then there'll be three point two. They could do an hour and a half long episode and just like mm. chuck it all in and get it done. Um, a bit disappointed Lisa Kudrow didn't turn up. I think they could have brought her mum in for an episode. I didn't really need it. Yeah, but I want Lisa Kudrow around more. Mm. <laughs> I don't. I'm not a fan of Lisa Kudrow in this program because season two, season two was the weakest series. Yeah, out of the three, and like a lot of it felt meandering. The episode in which she met Lisa Kudrow felt Disney weird. World. It was good. I like Lisa Kudrow more of her. I like Lisa Kudrow, and the scene technically was really well done, in which Kimmy and her were having an emotional conversation whilst on a roller coaster. Yeah, but the tightest um. In this series, is getting you know he signed up to do those songs. That's fucking that incredible. <laughs> like, it's it's just you don't hear the music; you yeah. just hear Tyus go, "Jews, Jews, they're to blame for everything." <laughs> yeah, they're to blame for everything, Jews. And then he gets like the one he goes, "This man's a monster." Yeah, and you find out the song's just singing about boobs. No, yeah, that's it. He gets, he goes, "What, what do I do if there's a song that's completely against everything I've ever believed?" Hmm. As California boobs are the best, yeah. and it's like it might bring him his fame. Yeah, I like when he gets a little bit of money from it, and yeah. he's just like walking around with a pheasant, yeah, like a peacock with him. It's just like, but um, yeah, it was like a properly enjoyable series. Like we got um, F is for Family up next. Yes, we do. And Glow. Oh yeah, Glow looks all right because um, Glow's a real wrestling organisation, so that's gonna be interesting. That show. I know. I like the orange is the new black reference in. Yeah. This is a Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot as well. That would be really cool if they just introduced that character to Orange is the New Black just and it's like played universe. straight. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> no. No issue whatsoever. It's yeah. Just, that's, that's this universe. No, God, she just tries to start a cult in there. Yeah. She could be um, having a cult off against Potsdoni, Potsdoni, couldn't she? Yeah, could do. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that yeah. made me laugh the uh, most this episode, this series, was uh, the episode with the um, the FBI trying to calm her down. Like, oh yeah, yeah. All oh, right, so now you're gonna go in there and tell her exactly what's keeping her sad. Oh god, <laughs> she's crying. She's crying because of the tear gas. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. Right. You try and tell her why she's crying, and she'll just get more mad at you. <laughs> um, yeah. And also uh, the line, the line: if you know how to stop eighteen-year-old boys from masturbating, then you tell me <laughs> how to do it because they will not stop masturbating. <laughs> yeah, I, I really like the series. It's really good. Yeah. Good stuff. It was far too quick-witted for me at times, especially in the moods I was watching it because I've had... Because I've mostly been, like, in a training month. Hmm. I'm not always the most clued-in person. Maybe you should, like, sit and actually watch the shows. I do. No, that's what I did. What game were you playing? While I wasn't playing a game. I, you saw me. I was watching it in 4K because I wanted to watch it for the Xbox One. I don't, I don't like... If anything's in 4K... What was on I your laptop? Watch. Did you have Funhouse no. playing on your no, laptop? A whole lot of fun. Surprises to be won. She loved Pat Sharp. Love Pat Sharp. He's dead now. No, he's not. Pat Sharp's still alive. Yeah, 
His favourite breakfast is peens and butts on toast. No. Just like Donald Trump. No. It's corn checks. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, you review something. I am going to review something. I'm going to review something that I watched recently because I, I've i already technically reviewed it. Oh, for fuck's sake. What? So what? I, watched, I watched Logan Noir edition. Oh, the black and white one. Yeah. Slightly extended. Is it? Slightly. Oh. It's mostly, there's slightly longer cuts on vistas and, like, wide shots. Yeah. Like, when he drops and stuff, you see how it get to him and, like, sort of try and move him a little bit. It's, yeah. not, it's not massive. You just get not, it on Blu-ray. Yeah, it. it's not the narrative changes you'd expect. Yeah. It's just little bits. Well, they uh, thought they could try and slow the film down even more. <laughs> so, yeah, I watched, I watched Logan Noir. It's black and white. Um, there are three films recently that I'd recommend watching in black and white. Just, if you're a fan of the original version, it adds something new to it. Yeah. And I always love that. Um... But the first film that was released like this was The Mist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2009, 2007, 2011, 2006. When was The Mist released? The Mist came out in, like, 2005, didn't it? 2005. Oh, well, so The Mist... The Mist... black and white version was only released recently. Wasn't no, it was released on Blu-ray in 2006. Was it? Yeah, I've got yeah. both. Um, so The Mist was um, Frank Darabont, after doing The Green Mile and, and Shawshank Redemption, and after leaving The Walking Dead, he wanted to... Um, it was after Walking Dead, wasn't it? I think it might have been before it. Oh, maybe. Because um, um, a lot of the cast from Walking Dead are in the film, and that's it's before. Is it before? Because they're definitely younger. Like, friggin' Andrea and um, all yeah, that are definitely younger. Dale. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah. Sam Witwer. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, yeah. the and Carol's in it. Yeah, she she's is. the one who's all like, I'm going to go outside. And, and she's like, I got my kid. So, yeah, so, um, yeah, The Mist. Um, Fantastic in black and white. It makes the effects a lot more palpable, palpable, palpable. Yeah, was... because they're pretty awful in color. Yeah. Uh, Frank Darabont wanted to film it in black and white. He wanted it to be a black and white fifty star B movie, mm. and it does it. It you can see it when you're watching it. You you don't need color to see layers and distance and lighting looks incredible in black and white. There's something that I didn't realize. All the films I've seen in black and white, things like Frankenstein, like the old Frankenstein and things like that. Yeah. And even stuff like Young Frankenstein, where it's filmed in black and white, and all the lighting's incredible. Fire looks spectacular in black and white. Mm. Um, and the same can be said for The Mist and Mad Max, which is another film that was recently released yeah. in black and chrome. I watched the black and chrome edition. Black and white is incredible. Spectacular films to watch in black and white because everything, the grain and everything else is so much more evident. Yeah, yeah. The thing about colour art, colour is that oversaturation is so common nowadays and people don't realise. Yeah, and it can depend on your TV settings. It can be depending on your preference. But I prefer films to look as sharp and and clear as possible. Um, and Mad Max is probably best watched in black and white. Hmm. I think it's a gorgeous film. That film, anyway. It is. Though. It is. But there is a lot of oversaturation in a lot of the colours. But it's like that's part it's of meant that. to be. It's meant yeah, to look hot. It's meant yeah, to. That's the thing. Yeah. It's meant to be. Like, um, but that's why you get the weird skin tones and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. basically orange and teal. But he's like he's taking that. Sort of like the visual style that Michael Bay is obsessed with, and he's done. Let's make it actually look good. Yeah. Let's not blow it out so much. Let's like put layers to it. And... Well, he also he did that, and he said, "Let's have less CGI." There's still there's a ton of CGI in Mad Max Fury Road. Oh yeah, yeah. There's like loads of like cut shots and added in and all the other mm-hmm. shit, but there's less than a Michael Bay film. Yeah. A lot less. 
and a lot less intrusive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so recently watched Logan, black and white, same story, narratively, a few extra couple of bits and pieces here. One of the things that's more evident in watching it like that is that it is a very old-fashioned film in the way that it's made, hmm. the way it's directed. So nowadays, well, cowboy films back in the day, they were very plain and simple, this is what we're doing. You wouldn't have a lot of, uh, of forced focus shots. Hmm. You wouldn't have a lot of that. You'd have, if, if something was in view, it would be in perspective. It'd be a flat shot. Yeah. But it would paint your picture for you. In Logan, I didn't realise that it's filmed that way as well. Yeah. In the smallest scenes, you have flat shots. So take, for instance, the scene in which Charles Xavier's on the bed and they're watching The Searchers and X-23 is sitting in front of the telly at the foot of the bed. That shot's... It, it's shot flat. Everything's in focus. Yeah. I didn't realise, because I'm so used to watching modern films in which the focus would be on Charles when he's speaking and then it would auto-focus to the girl when she's speaking. Yeah, because they like to distract the shit out of you. Yeah, that's what we're used to seeing now in a film. Yeah, it has a little, watching... um, Didn't it have a bifocal shot in it? I swear it did. I swear it had one, you know, where the shot's focused on two things and yeah. it's got the split in the middle. I swear it had one with Caliban and um, someone else in it. It's completely possible. Because you can get away with one in any film. Like, yeah. never do any more than that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> unless you're Sidney Lumet, you can get away with it. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it does. I can't remember. But there's there's other stuff as well. Uh, movement is a lot clearer in black mm. and white. Yeah. Again, something I didn't realise, but movement seems a lot smoother. There's a lot clearer. There's not as much um, digital noise mm. to the image, which is weird considering that all colours are made up of just three tones, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and blood. Blood's so much more stark. Yeah, they, they re- did recolour everything. Like, for the black and white, they didn't just, like, turn the saturation down. It's yeah, like yeah, the proper, no, yeah. You make the blood black as possible, you friggin', you know, but it's you not bump just up blood, the lights, like the highlights. Light, yeah, catch, yeah. Catching the light, again, yeah. anything with fire's involved, anything with a light source, mm. it dances. That's why scene. the Fury Road one's called Black and Chrome, not just to reference the cars, it's because there's more than just black and white, it's black and a million scales of grey. Yeah. And stuff like that. But, um, it's... It's just reminded me how much that I love older films, hmm. like a lot of older older cinema stuff, like Faithless or Buddha Souffle, sorry, um, or Trip to Trip to the Moon. A Buddha Souffle. A Buddha Souffle. Um, Buddha Souffle. Is that is that it? Yeah, Buddha Souffle. I was always called Buddha Souffle. <laughs> um, Luddites. Luddites. <laughs> um, but yeah, like. It's just it's it's just nice to watch this stuff. You remember last year when we did Godzilla of Honor? Was it two years ago now? I mean, I watched all the Godzilla films a couple of years ago, pretty much. Yeah, we did we did something on the podcast about it as well, didn't we? I mean, I talked about a lot of the Godzilla films, yeah. Yeah, but we spoke about the original Godzilla, and I said that. Oh, that, um, yeah, that films. That that film on Blu-ray is incredible because hmm. it's film. So no, I've got it on DVD because they didn't release the Blu-ray over here. It's film. It's Tosses. raw. <laughs> You can get you can get the file. It's like six gig. I'm not gonna. I want the actual film. It's gonna look better but, um, on a Blu-ray disc. No, it's not. It always will. Blu-ray only holds four point. No, wait, no, it holds more than that, doesn't it? It's like twenty-five. It's a matter. It depends on how it's pushed into the disc. Yeah, but Blu-rays can back. only be single or double layer. Double layer's fifty gig, and it won't be a double layer for an old film. It'll be twenty-five. Could be. But why would it be? How? Why not? Fair point. Make it as uncompressed as possible. Makes a better image better. No, because you can only go up so far on a Blu-ray player. You can't go up higher than what is it? It's like 
there's a certain speed it'll go to and then it won't go any further. Yeah, but it's still going to be better than any digital file will be. A digital file is going to be compressed. It depends on the source. Yeah, but if the source you is... You get a raw digital file. Yeah, it's not going to be any better than the Blu-ray quality. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is it can be the same as having mm. it on Blu-ray. I just have the Blu-ray. Anyway, this is besides the point. I watched I watched Godzilla. Mm. I watched the 2K restoration, you know, the the one they did for the most recent release, the one where they were releasing it in towards the same as the... Um, you know the newer Godzilla? Yeah. Yeah, 2015. Well, the 2014 one. Yeah. yeah Gareth Evans one. Yeah. The last restoration of Godzilla that was done was done by the BFI. And that's the one that you see whenever you see a Blu-ray release. It's their, it's their restoration because they did the whole full blow and hmm. removing all the gate hairs, removing all the imperfections on the screen. Yeah. Um, their restoration is superb. But that's the one. The DVD I've got is from that restoration, but it's the DVD quality. It's not, not Blu-ray quality. But um, I watched the 2K... 2K uh, file of that mm. and it was like 50 gig mm. that was great it's a classic it's fantastic black and white film is is sadly underrated yeah I think that more films should strive to perform that sort of quality I mean look at Schindler's List you're a Schindler's List yeah I am there's colour in Schindler's List there's a couple of colours yeah it's red mm. Just like together. Sin City, the best black and white film ever made. Sin City's actually not that bad a film. <laughs> yeah, Sin City is. Sin City, City 2 yeah. is bad. <laughs> yeah. And The Shadow. Oh, The Shadow. Not The Shadow, it's The Shadow of Spirit. No, Spirit, yeah, yeah, that's fucking awful. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> but it looks beautiful. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it looks it looks incredible when you watch it, um, when you watch the Blu-ray. I wouldn't want to watch it again. No, no, no. I saw it once. That was enough. We had it. We had it at Curry's, and it used to be my. It was that and Speed Racer were my reference level discs. Speed Racer is a freaking beautiful film. It is. Have you watched the Blu-ray? Have you got it? No, I need to get a copy at some you point. You can pick it up for like two quid. Yeah, just buy it. I should. It is reference level Blu-ray. It's Speed Racer is one of the most underrated freaking films in recent years. <sighs> that film's amazingly fun. It's just it's ten point one no seven point one surround sound. Hmm. DTX HD audio so it's like and John Goodman wrestling ninjas John Goodman wrestling ninjas yeah it's the final race is hmm. something you can watch on loop yeah and you'll find new things every time <sighs> so what was I saying yeah Logan Noir Edition <laughs> Logan um, Lerman I'm pretty sure you have to buy the 4K Blu-ray to watch this in the UK I, no, I'm pretty sure it's on every Blu-ray I thought I'm not good. sure. I think the Noir edition is the 4K one. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Um, but you can pick it up digitally, oddly enough, for American sites. Yeah. At the same price as you would rent it in the UK. Yeah. Because who fuck cares anymore, really? They're showing it um PCC with Prince Charles. Are they? Yeah. Ah, that's cool. Good night out. Be worth going to see that. I yeah. wonder if they've got a film copy or if it's just digital. It's probably just a Blu-ray, I imagine. No, then. I remember I went to go see uh, Blazing Saddles and they did the film. Nice. They had a film copy of it. And the film, the film copy they had was damaged. There were a couple of scenes missing. Uh-huh. So a couple of skip scenes, but that kind of added to like how nice it was to watch it. <laughs> um, I went to go see the Monster Squad film one as well. That looked incredible. That film's never looked better. <laughs> it was like the 90 millimeter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, only film, film print available. I doubt anyone's ever done a digital yeah. restoration of that film. Well, they have. 
Don't they? Yeah. yeah. And also, uh, Night of the Creeps got a really... What was the remake of Monster Squad they kept talking about years know. ago? Shane Black wrote a script, apparently. Yeah, because it was around the same time Fright Night was being remade, wasn't it? Yeah. Fright Night, the remake, wasn't bad. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't bad at all. It's all right. It, probably the best thing about Fright Night, the remake, was Colin Farrell, though. Yeah. He was so damn sexy and charming. Well, that's just Colin Farrell in general. <laughs> that, that scene with the apple where they were taking the piss out of Twilight. Yeah. He's like, no, I can't eat if I need to. And he just does a little apple trick, then, like, puts it in his mouth. And then, like, he's listening to the screams of one of his victims die in the sunlight. He's just smiling to himself. Like David Tennant in that as well. Yeah, David Tennant was good in that as yeah. well. Yeah. He wasn't in it enough, really. Uh, he was in it enough. He's only about 10, like, 10 minutes screen time. 15, or something. 20 minutes? Yeah. He was in it enough. Hmm. Like, any more than that. And I think that even the American audiences would have heard how bad his accent was. <laughs> yeah. That stuff. Was that Logan? Yeah, that was Logan. Um, it gets the same reviews it had before. It's not Tom Atkins, but it's it's definitely up there. It's um, let's say it's a Russell Crowe. Oh, that's a bit mean. Russell Crowe and Le Miserable. Oh God, why are you being so mean? The greatest films of all time. I'm Javel. That's the one he goes fighting around the world, right? I'm fighting around the world. No, um, I give it. I give it a Javier Bardem. Mm. It's pretty high. Frankenstein. Pretty good. Well, Frankenstein's monster. It's pretty good. Um, sometimes it makes bad films, but... Bloody Anton. With this fucking cow prod thing. Such a great movie. That is actually... That's one of my all-time Killed Josh movies. Brolin. Son of a bitch. Cormac McCarthy's book is incredible as well, if you get the chance mm. to read it. He did The Road as well, which is another mm. incredibly bleak-looking... Oh, The Road's movie. hilarious. I love that film. I actually really like The Road. <laughs> I love it when, when, when the, um, it all goes shit for the kid. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, when they find the cannibals. Yeah, they find the baby on a roasting spit. Yeah. That film's hilarious. That film is great. Yeah. It's when Charlie's Ferron goes, goes, what's what's happening? What's wrong with this? Fill the bathtub, fill the toilet, stop flushing, don't do anything else, fill the sinks, fill everything. She's like, what's happening? It's like, don't don't ask questions, just do everything you can. <laughs> and then uh, and then she, she walks out to her death. No. Yeah. She commits suicide, doesn't she? She goes out into the radiation. She's like, I'm just, I'm just fucking done. <laughs> and then he eats a moldy apple. Ooh, There's a scene in that that is done quite well that's um, that's still just nowhere near as good as the book describes it. And that's the scene in which they find the bombshell with food and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the book, it is described as the most squalid place in the world. But to them, it's this mystical Valhalla. Like, it's a nice little piece of heaven. It just looked like a regular bombshell, didn't it, in the film? They yeah, just in the, go down the, in the film, they're just sort of like, oh, look, there's a bombshell down here. In the book, there's like... Is it the one the kid had from Gleaming the Cube, where they go into the bombshell and the guy's, like, Maybe. fixing his skateboards in a bombshell? Yeah. Um, no, in <laughs> you're gleaming the, the cube, man, you're gleaming the cube. In the book, they go to this place where there's a pile of burnt mattresses mm. and bones. Yeah. And essentially what's happened is the person who owns the house has um, has died and, like... In in process, well, I think he was killed by someone. The guy's apocalypse is mixed up, and he's burning the bodies to make sure no. they don't come back. He he killed a bunch of like people that were after him, and like they could mm. see that he was still doing well, like um, ravages or something. Mm. And so he was burning all the bodies and stuff on top of it. So they did they assumed that there was no one there, mm. um, there was nothing there, and then he got killed. So people lost it. But by the time that had happened, which was probably years and years before. They come across it and there's just these wires and, and ash and stuff. And the guy decides to kick through the wires and ash because, you know, sometimes people will, people will do stuff like roast food in, like, 
containers, like they have mm. like milk cans and stuff, and it'll roast it and preserve it like jerky. Yeah. Slowly cooked in fire over time, and it cures or they hang out to dry, like um, biltong. And he kicks it and he feels something metal underneath, so he, he moves all the stuff, and that's how they find it. And at that point, now, as I said, eating mouldy apples, yeah. eating like furry, soft apples that just no one should be eating. And they open it up and they find this place and they spend days in there eating food and he cuts his hair and they have like the conversations. Yeah. Speaking of things, it's fucking, it's magically written. The thing about Cormac McCarthy's writing is he doesn't use traditional grammar in his prose. So he uses, instead of having um, like quote uh, quote marks when mm. someone's talking, just has a new line. Yeah. Like a traditional stanza. You would have a new line every time someone, someone says something. Yeah, yeah. But he just gets rid of all the grammar. And, and it just has full stops and commas. Yeah. Simple, simple grammar, like lists, just lists. There's no, there's no forward, there's no forward writing. So it's not like he felt this way, sudden, cold, lonely, you know, it's like that. It's cool. It's yeah. really interesting. Very old school writing style. Anyway, that's me. Done. Are you? You're finally done? Yeah. Say goodbye to the children then. Bye everyone. Thank you for listening once again. As always, it's been an absolute pleasure talking yeah. at you. <laughs> talking at you. <laughs> if you still want to donate to my Just Giving page, it's still active. It's going to be active till the 27th. You know, feel free. I did just walk 100k for the kids and puppies. I made a lot of good friends who I can't remember the names of. Monty. Um, One of them was called Monty. Monty was so injured. Yeah. I didn't believe he'd finish. He's got no legs now. He's got a leg. I know that much. But he <laughs> it's was not his. He was my hero. He just really needed it. He was my absolute hero. We crossed the finish line to the Rocky music. Oh. Tara had it playing on her iPod. Really? Recorded it all. Oh dear. I was really happy about it. It was, it was really nice. Yay. It's one of those big adventures you don't often get. Mm, you none know, of your blisters have popped on my carpet, have they? No, look, check out my feet though. Oh. That's gross. not too bad. It could have been worse. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse. This is the big one, but it's healing up already. Sexy. You got this one here that sort of it just hurts to to sort of put pressure on any. You got work tomorrow, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> you got like blisters. I'll say where your trainers to work. I've got blisters behind my toes and stuff. Sexy. I've got on this one. I've got it's a lot worse. Like you can see that it's really good for the people listening it's on all the podcast blood, just it's, describing <laughs> it's all a blood blister basically at the tips oh. and at the top just behind my toes yeah. really hurts heat up a needle stab it fine. I'm going to get the one on the back of my heel in a minute anyway <laughs> I've got to go to bed bye bye everyone thank you again for listening um, I'm going to go talk to my pets brush my teeth and then go to sleep I stroked custard the other day and he didn't bite me I stroked him on the head today yeah. he's getting a little bit warmer and tamer yeah he was being a bit irritating when I was trying to put his bowl down he kept running underneath wherever I was putting it down what I usually do is I let him smell it and see what's in there. Yeah, I tried that. I planted some. it at the top to try and get him to go up the top and then I was going to move it and he didn't yeah. do it. <laughs> I didn't um, fall for that. If uh, if he gets really bad, you can give him some honey nut cornflakes. Mm. Just put those at the top and he'll go and get them. <laughs> but you won't need to worry about that. Not for a long time. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>